Alrighty, ladies and gents, how are we all doing today? How are we all doing? Welcome to the 6 out of 10 podcast. This is episode... Oh no, I knew, I knew, you know it's gone. I think it's 16? I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with 16. I am, as always, uh, joined by the rather lovely, but this week rather sick, school mother. Sam, how you doing, darling? Oh, not bad, I just decided to <laughs> cough. To <laughs> Thanks. Just to underline the point. Uh, well, my, my illness doesn't even involve a cough, but hey-ho, why yeah. not add it effect? Uh, yeah, I, like I... That, I like that I, I had to hand sign you which episode we're on. No, I didn't have the carousel. I mean, and nobody I saw. Mean, um, nobody saw. I, I, totally, I totally remembered. And also this week we have the lovely Kemp Plays with us. Um, who is, uh, you, you, you write, right? Tell, tell us, and you also podcast, yes? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, seem to do a little bit of everything these days. Cool. So my site, Safe State, where I write about games, uh, largely indie games, but a little bit of everything. And I have a podcast which completely doesn't compete with yours, uh, covering <laughs> indie game news and such, uh, called What's Indie News? Ooh, clever. I wish I'd have thought of... God, how long did it take for us to come up with this shite right. podcast? No, no, it's not a shite podcast name. It has a lovely, heartwarming story to it. Uh, and that is that is massively, massively important. Uh, but all these things have, have... But you do that with Jupiter, right? I do. Uh, so actually, I, I say I have a podcast. It's Jupiter's podcast that I co-host. And uh, Joseph Hesketh also. So three of us Wait. do it. Neat, there you go. Uh, where can people find that and where can people find uh, your your writings and where can people find you? So, I... Well, on Twitter, I'm KempPlays. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice and simple. Uh, my writing is at savestate.co.uk and the podcast, I believe we have a short link set up for various things. Uh, so YouTube one would be What's Indie News YT mm-hmm. and... There's What's Indie News RSS, which I believe is the SoundCloud RSS feed for it. And it's also on iTunes, but I don't iTunes, so I wouldn't be able to tell you how to get there. Yeah, we, we, we set ours up on iTunes, and by by saying that, I mean I went, uh, Josh, who's the person that does all the editing stuff for us. Do you want... He's wonderful, and we love a lot, just... But, like, yeah, do you want... Just, we want it on the thing, can you put... It on the... The thing? Can you put, please? And that's about as far as I went with the iTunes process, I'll be honest. They they trust me with OBS, and I think that's about as far as it goes. They don't trust me that far. <laughs> You're allowed Google Docs, but that's only because I can come in and change things if need be. That's that's how organised we are. But no, so uh, you're quite a knowledgeable, level-headed kind of human being. Uh, so we figured we'd have you on. Now, unfortunately, this week is quite a heavy week. There's been a lot on in the news this week that is... Um, there's a Feisty. Lot of, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that's been on um, this week that has been um, that's been quite quite damaging in, in various places, or, or at least I think so. Um, there's a lot here that's got some kind of potential for for real harm and misuse so we're going to start with something light and fluffy instead because i can't deal with an entire podcast uh of of dismal news um, <laughs> an entire podcast based around my constant mood instead. pretty pretty much 
pretty much. Um, so we're going with light and fluffy to begin with, and then Sam can have his his couple of moments. Um, and then hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can go back to to light and fluffy again um, later on. Yeah. But uh, in a I feel like this is slowly becoming some kind of tradition and I like this and I think this is a feature that we should do uh, every so often and that's hey there's this really neat kickstarter that I like and I, I want to show you guys that there is actually some some good going on in amongst all the bad um, and we want to we want to show you guys uh, a kickstarter for a game <laughs> called king of the hat uh, and it's pretty good. I like the look of this. I really, <laughs> I take, really like the look of this. I'm taking a little look over it, and it's just—I don't know. It just—it's—it's it's, it's just very wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I can possibly put it. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of the same vein as as being a, a slightly mean goose. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> I'm going to beat you up and then step on your hat. Like, <laughs> Of, it's a fighting game, kind of like, uh, kind of like duck game, that that kind of whole smash esque kind of deal. Um, but you throw your hat, and then if somebody steps on it, you die. <laughs> and it's the I mean, story of all these wonderful characters, including a very nice lady with a tiara, and she hurls her tiara at people to knock their hat off, and then she stands on the hat and they die. Good. That's how Good. I feel about any hat that I've ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Corsair is sending me like 10 in the post over the next two days. <laughs> well, make sure you don't step on them. I complained I lost one, so now they're going to send me 10 as a replacement because I can't be trusted they know what you like. ever. Yeah, pretty much. So, is this. It, it, are these little, cute, wholesome, niche indie games your kind of deal, Kemp? I love them. I mean, firstly, the fact that it's a game you can play in short bursts. And whenever I'm talking about games, I always say I love games that you don't have to spend hours just like on one segment of it. Because I don't have time these days. I have too much. I mean, I work full time. I've got the, I'm married. It's, it's a whole thing. Uh, so things uh, like Heat Signature came out uh, last month. And you can play that in literally like minutes, uh, just per mission. So you can just pop in, pop out whenever you want. And this, and so this sort of game also, it really does fill that little niche that I need. And, and the art, I mean, the art's adorable, so. Yeah, it's super, super cute. And I mean, you know, you're, you're married, I'm married. How difficult is it to find a game that you actually want to sit down and play together? It really, it really is. Like, like. It, it's one of those things where we saw the rise of couch co-op, right? And we saw things like Gang Beasts come to light, and that's great, but a lot of these pick-up-and-put-down games, you start to understand each other's patterns too well. And Duck Game, for me and him, is now like a game of chess, because we both know <laughs> when a map loads exactly where we're going to go and what we're going to do, so we scream at each other before the level's even started. And I think <laughs> this, this is going to fall into a similar thing that... You could pick this up and play this at any point with anybody, and it's just one of those perfect little party games. And that's that's really neat. That's really neat. Yeah. I, I like these little games, and I'm glad we're still getting them. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, co-op especially is really good. Uh, so we have the, the usual consoles. We're about a generation or two behind at this point. But the Wii and the line from the Wii is the one that gets the most use because we can just like boot up a cute game, play something co-op. And it's fun. 
Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said for co-op where you can elbow each other in the ribs in order to get some form of advantage in the game. Like, I think that's an intrinsic part uh, of couch gaming, and it's just something quite rewarding, you know, throw, throwing a pillow at someone in order to interrupt their view. But, like, my only concern is it doesn't appear to have any support for online multiplayer. And whilst, yes, it's, it's lovely, lovely being able to play couch co-op, and that's great, and it's fun, and it's got all of the joy of Mario Kart and fucking each other over by, you know, nudging the button that releases their green shell just because bit, they're about to be hit by a red one. Um, it does limit the reach of the game and therefore its success to a degree. And that Now you say that, there is potential for it to go the way of Duck Game. Because don't forget, Duck Game started as it's going to be couch co-op and it's going to be very small and this is it. Mm. And then Adult Swim went, hey, you got a good thing there. Can we help? Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot of scope now with indie games where we're getting these, um, not only publishers, I think we're getting these figures in the industry as well who will look in and go, hey, you've got a really neat thing there. Can we help you with that? Look at Stardew Valley, for example. The Stardew Valley multiplayer update is only... Uh, it, it, well, the, the fact that we're getting it so early is thanks to the fact that the people at Chucklefish went, Hey, we know how to do that! Like, can we, can I'll we... do one of those. <laughs> you know, and I, I think that's really nice. I think that's a really nice thing that we're in that position. So the, I, I never rule it out, I think. Um, but even mm. as a couch co-op game, you look at the Switch. The first time we all saw the Switch, we went, yeah. But who's going to detach the two controllers and hand a controller to a friend or whatever? The, um... Who's gonna go to a basketball game and stop them playing basketball and ask them to play basketball on their Switch? Who right, do it? right, but the day that Matt and I went, we could go out for a drive, and I went, nah, and I chucked him a, a controller and went, Mario Kart. And we sat there, we sat there on the edge of a bed with the little screen on a chair, like two foot away, and we sat there and elbowed each other off the bed to, to play Mario Kart. So it happens, like it does, and I think it, there's a there's a stretch goal on this for consoles, and I get the feeling that this switch would be a really nice one for this to be on, because again, it fosters that couch mm. co-op kind of feel, you know. Um, even, yeah, I mean, it feels it feels almost too light-hearted for the main two, if you want to pose them as those. Like it, they don't really feel like they should be that kind of game on there. I don't know why, because you could put anything on there and it works, right? And everyone's got well, a lot of more people have got these consoles than others, but they do seem more catered towards hey, I'm gonna blow this guy's face off, sort of stuff. I don't know, I'm kind of interested in the way that the PS4 is going right now in that regard, actually. Um, the PS4 is seeing a lot of smaller, not not to the same degree as the Switches, because I mean, with the Switch, mm. we've had things like Golf Story, which has somehow taken over my Twitter feed. Uh, like, I, and I oh, don't know not... where it came from, but off the back of the Twitter feed, I downloaded it and played it, and it was like nine pounds or something like that, and I haven't stopped yet. But again, it's one of these small titles that just mm. kind of fits. And while I think the PS4 doesn't have it to that extent, I still think that exists on the PS4. 
I, I don't know. Like, I've just not seen... Like, like ignoring the kind of cutesy, fun sort of... Um, almost Nintendo-style kind of aspect to that particular game. Um, like, as far as the indie scene's concerned on... on well, I mean, a- Xbox is kind of not. They, they got rid of the Xbox indie stuff altogether quite recently, didn't they? Or like the... The area that was handling it or something i vaguely remember no they have a um, they have a different program for indies now um well they've changed it i see uh, idea xbox now yes it's idea xbox now but idea xbox they required the previous thing yeah. got it um but but like for, for the ps i don't know like i've never i've never really been suggested an indie game on their store not that i spend tons of time on the ps4 store you understand but like um I've never been suggested an indie game on that store that has gone, oh yeah, uh, it's worth a look, or, or like it, nothing's really struck me from there. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's just a marketing thing. Maybe the titles are there, but they're just a little hidden. I I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that they are there, but you know, it's a it's a visibility thing for sure. Whereas the Switch has just had this update where it goes, hey, there's a ton more things in the store. Yeah. You can customize your newsfeed so that you know if you want to track releases like this you can do have fun. That's really cool. It's a nice way to go about it. I think, you know, yeah. These different systems and storefronts need to be a customizable experience. They 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 should be catered towards you. Even like uh, Steam's storefront whilst it supposedly picks up bits and pieces from what you've played and bought and whatever else I got rec- what did I get recommended I got recommended one of the Huni pop games because I played Euro Truck Simulator 2 I mean I know there's that thing about truckers and no the don't, famous no, thing no, don't, 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 head, don't 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 let's not let's <laughs> not um no, I, I like I, I agree with you. They should be tailored to some regard, and it would be it would, yeah, it'd be nice to see more more visibility for these indie games. And I guess that's something that we can dive into later. Is is how do we, how how do we on a on a console level maybe start supporting some of these titles coming through? But back back to what we were talking about. Yeah, hats. Hats. This is great. This is like my. Re- I, I feel like we should have a segment that is. Pip and Sam's recommended Kickstarter of the however many weeks we remember to do it. 2017 Alpha Omega Ultra Edition Street Fighter 4. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Basically. good. Um, and, and yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that should be a thing. But I wanted to open up with something that was a bit silly, a bit warm. And I loved that game so much. I was the first person ever to, to stream it when it came out on the Ouya. Like, I, I streamed a ton of it then when it came over to Steam. Like, I, 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 oh, I love Duck Game. Is it game dead, by the way? Is it fully dead? Or is, it is fully dead. Okay. I just thought I'd confirm that quickly whilst it suddenly popped into my mind. Well, yeah, it's all, it's all the... Oh, lordy. Steve would know. Uh, it's a, 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 a different, it's a different Android tablet TV device now. And I forget uh-huh. what, because nobody... so it's like a now TV box or something. <laughs> like, oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's all owned by Razer now, and Razer have kind of uh. gone. That was a nice acquisition. I'm gonna gonna tuck that away and tra- charge double and let it break down and not support it with our customer service because we're a bunch of wankers. Yeah, 
Yeah, but some of the some of the Ouya team were there already on that line, so it's not such a big jump. Uh, so, <laughs> talking about things that are a little bit wank. Um, a little bit. Let's talk about matchmaking. Because Activision just put forward this... Well, we just found this patent uh, that Activision put forward. And this is so potentially damaging and harmful to the industry i mm. i have no words you say that i actually think it would be a fantastic thing do you know right so so basically uh, activision have filed for a patent uh, a couple of years ago now it's back in like 2015 so they can effectively matchmake you with people who have bought an item from their microtransaction store which odds are, are going to be powered up to a, some degree that probably allow them to slap you around for a limited amount of time or whatever else. And that is their way of pushing more microtransactions. They, they let you get an absolute pasting off of someone that spent money in the game. I think it would be a fucking fantastic idea for Activision to do that with their patent and absolutely dick themselves and allow them to be exposed even more so okay, as the right. wank bags that they are, because it's a patented thing, people would have to pay them in order to be able to use that technology in their game, which they're not going to do, which means Activision will be the standout dickheads of the industry, even more so than they already are. Fantastic. Carry on, Activision. Fuck over your current player base and keep on, Sunshine. That's fine by me. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, one, one of the ways they presented it was they, if they think, oh no, the second way they presented it was actually a better one. They said when someone buys an item, they can be match made with people where their item would work really well and they maybe be given a slight boost as well so they enjoy their new purchase. So they've just gone and ruined the game for everyone else in that match just so that mm -hmm. one person can feel validated they bought something. And, and, and it's, it's not like this isn't an issue already. Like people that have bought, like a uh, good example is like World of Tanks, right? Oh, that um, was horrendous! So, that thing with World so, of Tanks. You know, we discussed the story as well, yeah, didn't we? About this one, like a mega super duper powerful. I had to learn tank layouts to be able to tell this story, and I've never, yeah. I've never been so baffled by machinery in <laughs> my life. You could Crazy. buy a tank that the front was all enclosed. So that unless you actually bought the super duper expensive ammo, you couldn't beat it. So, if you get match made against that, you're already being dicked in exactly this fashion, albeit not potentially. Oh, I, I still had the video of the tank that peeps around corners. I'm gonna oh. find it. <laughs> but like you know, whilst that's not necessarily directly intentional, it's exactly the same thing. You've got all the people that haven't paid in to get the suit. They're all singing, all dancing, ammo piercing, ammo or whatever it is, armor piercing ammo rather. Um, that uh, sat there going, "Well, this is shit," and thinking, "Well, if I want to continue, I'm going to have to buy some of this ammo." Yep. Blah blah blah. Um, all this is doing is just enhancing the fact that this stuff already happens in a lot of games. And just kind of going, now kiss. Like, that's just literally all they're doing <laughs> with it. It's just trying to make them smooch a little bit more. Um, and it's just the, the shadier version of an already quite shady way of running your game. 
I mean, considering we're having at the moment all the fuss with um, loot boxes being investigated for gambling and things like that, and, and the fact that um, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, a lot of upgrades, even cosmetic upgrades, prey on some uh, psychological factors that a great percentage of the, the human population have, and all this sort of thing. Yeah, and again, I, I fall into that. I'm I'm horrendous. I say that every, every time we bring this up. I am horrendous for. That's so pretty, what is it? Yeah, there was someone, I forget who it was, uh, on Twitter that I was reading about. And apparently it plays like the, the oh, someone else has got this thing and I, I want it. Apparently that plays in really deeply psychologically to people that are on the autistic spectrum, like more oh. on that end. Like there's some psychological leaning to... I don't know, like want, wanting things that other people are displaying towards you or something, something in that area. Like I'm only kind of vaguely rec recollecting this from a tweet, but it was from someone. It was from someone sensible. Like it might be someone from like GameIndustry.biz or something hmm. uh, that that I follow quite possibly. But like it's apparently it plays into that psychologically quite heavily. Yeah. Um, that doesn't. I don't know whether that's an intentional thing, but like. It might just be a human nature thing as well that they're trying to play into, but if so, that's actually a, a more of an argument for the gambling aspect because then that is targeting vulnerable people. If that, if, you know, if, if they have a, a, a mental health issue or, a, or or what have you, and it plays directly into a, a part of that mental conditioning, then that is one hundred percent the definition of poorly targeted gambling law like it really is i mean i uh, i in games always have issues with collecting things or i guess more accurately issues with not having a thing that i could have mm. uh, so a way to get me to play your game is always these events where it's like play it so many times and you get this item it's like yeah. well i'm getting it for free and i don't want to not have the item <laughs> so yeah straight back in the game it's <laughs> how silly would i feel if i didn't get the thing that was for free we've, I mean, we've just there. gone in hots we've just gone straight from one event to another where every at the start of every game you open loot boxes on the game floor to get pachamaris and if you find x amount of gold pachamaris you get a spray and then you get a portrait and then you get something else and then you get something else and i'm like i need all these things well now you just sat there like Come on, yeah. let me... Let me... <laughs> but, but, but now, we've got the Halloween event, and it's literally a couple of days in between these two events. Now we have the Halloween event, so we've got all the Halloween skins. We've just had a new character um, come out, so I've had to just buy the new character, because he's an assassin, and I play all the assassins. I love playing the assassins. Um, but he's got skins, so now I need to keep playing, because... There's the skin that I want, and it's one of the only ones that they haven't unlocked for me because I bought him. Uh-huh. Like, and it's one of the nicer of the lot. Um, like, Valera has got a load of vampire hunter skins. Greymane has just had the only nice skin for him unlocked, and you can only get it during the Halloween event. Go fuck yourselves, Blizzard. <laughs> Do not have enough time to get all of these bastard skins. But again, like... It feeds into this part of my personality, and it's always been there with clothes. It's been exactly the same with, you know, when we had Pokemon cards when I was growing up. If people had mm -hmm. nice Pokemon cards, I wanted the nice Pokemon cards. Shiny Charizard, I need it! Right? Right? 
and it, it feeds into this human nature thing, and I actually think that's a little bit garbage. Um, more than a little bit, like more more than a tad. Yeah, and I really hope people look at this painting and they go, "Jesus Christ, that's gross," because it actually is. As if, as if, um, matchmaking wasn't bad enough in these games already. Right. Everybody complains about matchmaking in every game that I've ever seen. Every game that I've ever played, people complain about matchmaking. You look at the strides that um, Riot have taken to be able to get matchmaking to a place where actually you're going to get a balanced team and you're playing where you're comfortable and you've got other people who are sort of comfortable where they're playing and things like that. Yeah. And then you've got this. Where they're like, yeah, but yeah, if you're a high-profile player, I'm just going to jam you in a lower game. How fun! It just, it's, it's just so directly scummy. It's, it, as I say, it's literally going, ah, I understand that this thing happens and it's really frustrating. And, oh, look at these buying patterns. Ah, let's... <laughs> yep. Literally all it is. Literally, like, uh, Montgomery Burns steepling his fingers. Like, it's just, it's just so scuzzy. It really is. And... It, it's just it shows such an awareness of the industry and then and then using it for evil there's no other way of putting it it's some super villain shit right something like that at the top of activision tower cackling into the night sky fuck off that's all i have to say and i mean their excuse is that they <laughs> the game production costs are going up and all this sort of thing which is why they need loot boxes and so on but I mean, Dead Space 2, for example, cost them 60 million to make and another 60 million to market. Mm -hmm. They consider that to be sustainable, especially given how many years ago that was, what they must be now. It's. Oh, I'd hate to think. Yeah, it's like they've put themselves in this situation where they need infinite money. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm in that position as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck people over in the same fucking situation. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying going right, so in order to watch this stream. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, see, you see that person with a sub button there well actually no I suppose we kind of are aren't we you've got these emotes because you've got my sub button and I'm yeah, going to put you in a chat with other people that do have it and people that don't well that's the thing we don't sit there in other channels and go hey I'm Activision hey there's these really nice emotes look at these really nice because we could do a whole sketch right where we walk into a chat and you use one of the Senshido emotes. Or, like, you know, you use one of my emotes, even. And then you come in and go, Wow, that's a mighty nice emote you got there! No wonder! Where could I get one of these? Like, <laughs> We're awful! We're the same people! We <sighs> could run this entire shtick, right? Where... Oh, you've just got to go over to twitch.tv forward slash... Like, we could do that, but we don't, because we're nice we're as morally corrupt as Activision in some way, shape, or form, though. <laughs> Let's move right. on before we're rumbled. I'm just having to, I'm just having to write, own my bum, only six dollars <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> uh, can, can, we, can we move on before we're rumbled and investigated by please, the gambling committee? Please, yes, have got enough on at the moment uh let's talk about more naughtiness i told you we had so much naughtiness to discuss uh, uh for this one let's talk about what i can 
considered to actually be not a naughtiness place and how they are currently being naughtiness. Uh, in the humble bundle, <sighs> have been bought by IGN. Yeah. Now, we all know, and it, it, it's almost a, a, a meme now, right? Oh, that one's above. Why is. Well, I mean, we're actually. Like, part of our naming is almost a kind of nudge each other in the ribs kind of joke about uh, IGN. Like, the 6 out of 10 thing, whilst it also has bases in in, in games involving courses and stuff like that, and it, 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 it's, it's a bit of a, a, a long trail of thought. But, like, one of the other things that it's based around is crap review scores just making absolutely no sense. Like, you know, 7 being perfect. As I did, Tastic you put in the chat, 10 out of 10 IGN is yeah. just, it's, it's no thing. And it's 10 out of 10 was okay, quite often in IGN's case, because it was very clear and transparent that they were being paid for reviews once upon a time. And who knows if they still are now from bits and pieces I've seen around the internet, they probably still are. Um, so for them to own a games publishing outlet, publishing uh selling outlet uh, no yes they help with publishing, publishing now oh right okay might be so and that makes it worse <laughs> even worse are you telling me the top number one game on the store this month with helpful link to article about gan that is not going to be a nine out of ten every fucking time at least for you to click through and go oh shit should definitely buy this game whilst it's at six percent discount. I wonder where I can buy it. Oh look, there's a convenient link that I can press, and then some of my money goes to IGN, some of my money goes to Humble, some of my money goes to the dev, and some of my money goes to the streamer, and then some of the money goes to charity. Two of those were IGN. Yep. Two of those. Two of those were IGN. Two of those sliders. Mm-hmm. Do they add microtransactions at checkout as well? Yeah, or perhaps they'll launch a fucking charity that pays directly into their own bank accounts just to take that slice of the pie as well. Then they might pay writers on time. Then nah, don't be silly. Don't be silly. But so yeah, like I mean, I mean, straight up, like I think the f uh, almost any other news outlet, I would not be as concerned about. Still concerned, but not concerned, but not anywhere near. Like if it was PC Gamer, for example, you know what? I would be cautiously okay with them giving it a crack. They're not that bad. It'd be interesting to see what PC Gamer would do with the publishing side of it. Yes. Um, whereas with IGN, I'm like, but I know you've already fucking been paid for reviews. You've only got you... like a different page. I don't know what it's like because I haven't been on IGN for a very long time, but it used to be. You load it into the page, and the article would be here, and then all around the outside would be like, play the evil within, here's some spoopy things going on, all the way around to distract you from this tiny article in the middle, all over here. IGN are one of the main proponents of Adblock. One of the main reasons it fucking exists. Because they're so nauseatingly over the top. And that's, that's excluding the ones that popped over the whole page, or the ones that broke the page entirely, or the ones that were entirely malware. Like, that pop over the page at like, oh, they're dead, dead, dead. With, with full volume and like sucking away at your bandwidth because it's like some fucking 4K video for no apparent reason. And it's like, I don't know, 
pay, playing some like extremely loud gay porn because that's who paid the most this month yep. to, for all of the neighborhood to hear because it comes for a blisteringly loud volume. <laughs> like, oh, daddy, maybe 10 out of 10. Like, no, I, I don't. Please. Is there something, as a news writer, is this something that you know is this something that concerned is this something that should have happened do you think can't like because <laughs> obviously the two of us are saying oh, this is a naughty bad thing and we hate this and it's a naughty but is there any potential for good here or is this just like hey no <laughs> it's really hard to say because my initial reaction is exactly the same as yours in that yeah you've got these people who write the articles they do the publishing they sell the games there's so much chance for a conflict of interest there, just at every level. Is there any other instance of such a 360 solution in this space? I don't think there's any other, like even like game, for example, the, the physical bricks and mortar store, whilst they would have like little bits of review online or whatever, they would typically link out to a third party for like a review like they've done that a little bit more recently uh than anything but like they'll link to a, a third party review or something like that i don't know of any other like even in other industries of anything being completely 360 telling you what to buy from like a position of authority creating the thing for you to buy and then selling you the thing to buy all in, all in one fell swoop. I, I, I don't, I don't know any yeah, other example. Because they've got their storefront, they've got their publishing house, right? <laughs> it, it would be, it would be like, um, the, uh, I know, a newspaper, also owning Tesco's, and then like having every other page being an advert for Tesco's. Like, I, I'm sure, like, advertising standards or something would come down on that. Like, I'm reasonably sure. For, like, poor, like, poorly competitive or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there would be some kind of ringmorole around that. Um, and a perfect example in chat, Steve just said, like, his, his ad block blocked 22 items on IGN's front page. Yeah. And this is also including the fact that Adblock now has a whitelisting option on it. Which, if it's not an incredibly horribly intrusive advert, it's allowed through now. Which I'm kind of okay with. Like that's fine. I only block adverts for those horrible full page and oh, this is going to warp the web page entirely because they can't code a website properly with bits and pieces and whatever else. Like I've got no problem letting those little ones through, but yeah, like 22 items on their front page. That's mad. I mean, the thing is, everywhere that I know of that sells games and also reviews games is clearly the same side. Like, they're yeah. side by side. Whereas this is, they're going to basically be sort of pretending they're independent, aren't they? It's two different companies. Yeah, yeah unless, they, unless they do a big rebrand, then yeah. And, and IGN are basically saying, like, we're, we're going to be hand, <laughs> hands off. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like Amazon are. Oh, funny. Both, like, Hands in the joke. fucking till, son. That's that's what he's gonna be. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I. While I think it's nice that they can funnel more money into, um, they can funnel more money into the publishing side, which 
you know, might promote growth of a lot of these smaller titles who are looking to people like Humble to help mm. them get on the market. But it's just not a duplication of... Do you, do you remember when Yogg's car started taking payments for for making footage of indie games? Because that wasn't scumbaggy in any way, shape or form. It's just not exactly the same thing. Like, is this not leading in the same direction? Is IGN as part of their deal with Humble Bundle? If you want your game to be promoted on the store in some way, shape, or form, you pay a max amount of money, and if you pay an extra bit of money, it also includes a fucking ten out of ten review. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, <laughs> so open to abuse is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, that attitude is so common. I mean, there are still content creators out there at the moment who are like, oh, if you want an interview with me, I cost £10. Uh, <laughs> if you then want... Sorry, it's because Sam knows who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> if you, you know, if you want... Uh, I think it was if you want an interview with me, it's £10. If you want uh, then promotion through my site for more than just the one instance. So if you want, like, uh, the announcement to be retweeted later on in the day, that's an extra £2 for every time that I do it. It, it's a it's a it's a thing that you find content creators do, uh, and it's like, but I, I can understand if you're taking the time to write about something, being paid to, to write, if you, you you're um, taking the time to uh, play something on stream and it's taking up your time, absolutely sure, not a problem. But that shouldn't influence. There there shouldn't be an, an influencing line there anywhere. Um, I mean, I mean, here's, here's my kind of take on it. I will never take an indie game developer's money unless they're saying, play this game that has fuck all to do with any of your interests whatsoever and you have no interest in playing it, even on your spare time. In which case, I'll be like, yeah, if you want me to play this, then you're going to have to incentivize it because I'm, I, I will otherwise never play this game. If I already have an interest in the game, of course I'll fucking play it like, or review it or interview or whatever. Like, that's... You're an indie developer, you can't afford to pay for these things, like, that, that's kind of fine, you know? But yeah, if you want me to, like, I don't know, fucking review your indie version of FIFA or something, then yeah, you're gonna have to pay me a little bit of cash for some stream time on that, like... The other problem that I see potentially arising here is, gate is financial gatekeeping, right? So... Mm -hmm. Uh, publishing costs are always going to be a thing. Uh, the pack costs for um, uh, marketing a game, they're always going to be a thing. Like, hey, if you if you put in X amount, then we'll do X for you. But um, does, the include, uh, does the inclusion of IGN push that price up? Which pushes out the developers who maybe needed the help in the first place? Because I think these are, I think these are bigger amounts than than you know most people um, expect, but they're still paid so that these games get marketing and they're still you know whatever. Um, I'll, I'll pay Sam to review the entire IGN <laughs> website with ad blocker turned off, says Oscar Wonder, and I feel like we should make video content where I make you review zeros? websites. How like, many zeros are you putting on that check? Like, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, and. and I, I worry. I worry if this then pushes away the developers who maybe need the, the help in the first place, who would go to somebody like Humble. Yeah. But. I mean, there are other storefronts in a similar vein, I guess, but they're not as well known or well run or well promoted as Humble. So you know, it definitely. The itch have... one is finally starting to see some real traction. 
Good. And I'm I like really it. glad. I really like itch. Actually, recently, I, given the choice between itch and Steam, I've been buying on itch just every time. Well, more, more goes to the publisher from that, uh, or the developer from itch. Is, that, is it, or is it 100% yeah. on itch? No, I'm, they, they can choose how much they want to give to itch, I think. Okay. Uh, a case, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No, because a game that I'm really interested in, uh, they just released their demo on itch. Uh, oh. So I'm hoping to give that a crack next week. Um, but like, a, a lot of people I've seen who are now interested in that game are like, Oh, itch has a lawn shot, like a, like a storefront. <laughs> oh. So now a lot of these games are starting to come through and it's starting to gain a little bit of traction. And that's good. I'm glad that's good. Yeah, uh, that, that was a turning point for me when they got their app because suddenly there's this place that downloads them for me, keeps them up to date. I don't have yep. to bother manually sorting anything out. Yeah. Same with good old games as well. Like when they got their Galaxy client, mm -hmm. it just made things a lot easier, you know? Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. So yeah, Humble Monthly and IGM partnership, conflict of interest, not so hot there. Uh, really, really worried about that kind of partnership. Hoping that it means good things because more funding. But lots of people aren't happy. Lots of people aren't, aren't happy. Uh, I like your us. optimism, but it's so ill-placed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, we've always got to have that little spark of maybe, but it is a very small, small spark, I think, in this one. Um, yeah. Slightly uplifting news, maybe. Uh, depending depending on how you feel. Now, I ti I titled this one in the document, and I was super proud of myself. A little on the nose. Um, we wanna. I wanna talk about Wolfenstein Two for a second, um, because Wolfenstein Two put out a tweet, and I'm gonna go find the tweet right now because I, I don't have it on the document, which was silly. Wolfenstein Two recreated a very famous punch. Um, in their No More Nazis campaign. And it's ruffled a lot of feathers. And it's also sold a lot of copies of their game. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, you've got people going, do you know what? Punch all the Nazis. Screw these guys. These guys are absolute scum. Good on you, Bethesda. Good on you for putting forward that statement because they've got the game to say that. On mm -hmm. the other hand, unfortunately, we have, hey, can you not use current events to push sales for your game? That's a little bit naughty. And I kind of wonder where you guys sit on that while I find this 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 amazing recreation of the Spencer Punch in-game. Because <laughs> it's just... Mm. So, I, I am like almost fully 50 50 on it because whilst i think punching nazis is a fantastic idea and everyone should be encouraged to do so and i will give you unending high fives if you do um at the same time it's very opportunistic and it's very like i don't know like the, the, the fact that we have literal actual nazis wandering around going about their business at the moment is pretty fucking awful and the fact that Bethesda are kind of hopping on this and going, oh, we, we do this, you see, it's the same. And we'd, if, you want, if you think that's bad, you should buy this and also do it in the game. Found it, there we go. And it just seems a bit skeezy to me. 
like, they, like they're claiming that oh no we, we we wrote all of this way before and it's just always oh, funny how it's all come about so similar I, I, I don't buy that for a second because they've progressively uh, if you watch all of the trailers and the tweets and whatever else that they've put out they've progressively become less generic oh Nazis are bad and more oh punch them in the face and oh make sure that they don't do a Trump or something like it, it, they're just like really really getting specific and it's just the the tweet they put after that had a bit of footage in where you walked past a lot of people in full just KKK uniforms. Yeah. Um, and while I, while I understand the whole political po- political agenda that the game carries, mm-hmm. maybe pushing it, a game through that is a little bit not. I I don't know. What what do you I mean, think? Very very alternate universe with huge mecha bastards in it. It's not. Richard Spencer standing around like the little buttercup that he is going, oh, these brown people, and whatever else. Like, it's not really... Pepe pin. Yeah, his little Pepe pin, but he has to explain away how he's, like, tried to copy a fucking meme and make it a declaration of hate. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's a very disparate, different world. Regardless of the fact that Nazis are Nazis wherever they come from. It's still pre- it's still a pretty hard sell for me for you to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, but look, this is the same, right? And, oh, it just so happens that this occurred. And, oh, they're, they're really good at boys. They just predict things in the world. Like Mystic Meg. Like, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't buy it. See, the thing is that, yeah, capitalizing on current events to sell a game is a bit, yeah, like you say. But if I was on the marketing team, I'm not sure I could resist doing that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. It, it's, it's the thing of that that uh, that that thing that they've did the punching video uh, where it, it literally says like if you're a Nazi and then it punches and they're like get the fuck out. Um, yeah. It's it's a flip. It's a flip. It's the same kind of kind of action. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna be honest, right? Whoever it was who made that and who put it forward to Bethesda and went, we should tweet this, right? Good on him. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know, I, I know it's naughty bad that they're capitalizing on stuff that's going on at the moment and it's, it's all horrendous, all this stuff that's going on. They literally have a game about Nazis and they can remind people that this is a game about beating the shit out of Nazis. Mm. Good go. Like remind us, please remind us. I I, I, I just... just think it's a, it's a great idea, and I think it's very good. I think he could have just tweeted it on his own account. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be used as a marketing tool. But then it's 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 difficult because you can say all day that nothing came bad nothing came out bad out of a single punch but you look at all the tragedy that's going on at the moment and that's not true that's not true there's so much just i mean i don't have figures to hand of how many people have died just in 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 the recent spate of the uprising of nazism just being out on the fucking streets and how many people have suffered at their hands and whatever else and i think relatively trivializing it in the form of promoting a game is 
a little distasteful. But you have a really solid platform to say, hey guys, please remember that Nazis are bad. You see those current events? Please don't ever forget that Nazis are bad. And while well, they're not... I think I think that there's basically two camps, isn't there, really? There are people that understand Nazis are bad, and there are Nazis. Like, there's, there's, there's not really much room in between. But for a lot of young people at the moment, they don't understand. They literally do not understand the difference. How because young is young, though? Because this is an 18 plus. Twitter's not an 18 plus site, though. Oh, well, actually, no. You can, if you have sensitive content, you should be switching on that filter that doesn't show them to underage people. It's, it's, it's. We all know that these. I'm just saying that they that's, that adds on to the opportunities, uh, like be t- taking the opportune side of it and marketing it towards kids. And whilst this, yes, it's a positive message. Like I do not disagree. Again, we're not talking like we're not talking message. little people. We're we're, we're talking like. You know, teens. teens. Yeah. People who should know better, but with so much misinformation and so much... It's just genuinely, like, propaganda at the moment. There is mm-hmm. so much genuine propaganda around. There for a lot of these people who have never been taught to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people who are, are, are told to blindly agree with what their parents say. Because don't forget, that's a really big thing. Oh, this is a big thing for them to suddenly go. It, it, it's like that sketch, right? Where they've got the black uniforms on and they've got the little skulls on their helmets <laughs> and they look at each other and go, Are we the bad guys? What is this? Um, um, is this a skull? <laughs> Are we the bad guys? And we're, we're seeing so much of it right now. And I think every. Every, uh, every... I mean, I mean, word this right, because again, my English is, is sometimes not so hot. Um, but every, every platform that has a political stance at the moment, and Wolfenstein most definitely does, it's alternate history, but it's based on real history. This is, these are, you know, real Nazis. They follow the same principles as real Nazis did. If they are not speaking up right now, that's saying something in itself, I think. I, I just think that Do you think the it's... game speaks enough for itself? I mean, I think, I I think after murdering Nazis is, is fairly speaking for itself. But like, that like the, the, the thing for me is I think that these things have been made for the purpose of selling copies of the game. And yes, they also provide a message that's good and positive and fuck Nazis and, and whatever else. It's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to push that agenda or message by making these trailers. That's a positive side effect of what they're doing. But those trailers exist to sell copies of the game. And that's where the irk comes, and that's where the rub comes for me. Because don't take advantage of people suffering and having to deal with bullshit for 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 the, the purpose sales. of making money for your game. Yeah. Like that that that's what 
strikes me as really skeezy. I mean, uh, like you said a moment ago, Pip, uh, if you make a game about Nazis in America and you ignore the fact that there's Nazis in America when you're advertising it, isn't that also a political stance? Yeah. And this is this is the thing that catches me, is that there's a there's a lot of umming and ahhing at the moment from a lot of um from a lot of these and it's been said in chat from a lot of these in-between sources we have the hashtag not all x yeah right and i think it's important for again a lot of these people who are growing up under the influence of parents and i mean i i, I can speak as one of them um my my parents don't believe in sending out foreign aid they they did the <laughs> You know, my parents, my, my mother, she's she's wonderful, but, you know, she doesn't believe in, in sending out help to other countries. Um, and for a long while, I was convinced that that was the attitude to take. I, I speak as somebody who, growing up, had a had a lot of, hey, this is, this is what we believe. You can think for yourself, that's fine, but this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's important that we have these statements that downright say, you know what? This is a bad thing. And we need to combat this. And well, it, uh, again, been... I, I understand it's naughty that it sells copies of the game. But at the moment, I think the most the, the more voices we have that say this behavior is inherently bad, because it is inherently bad. The more people who are suddenly going to look at it and go, "Geez, yeah, no, that is inherently bad." Do you know what I mean? Like... I, I, I just don't, I don't see it in the same way because I think they, they, they could literally have gone. We have made a uh, we have made a game about killing Nazis. Equally, there are Nazis and they're bad, and you should not be promoting them or agreeing with them or supporting them or anything like that. I don't think it needs to directly mimic the real world events and stuff. It just it <laughs> feels wrong. It feels dirty. I don't know. It brought a smile to my face and then I went and watched the original video again and I laughed because genuinely fuck those people. Like yeah. and again, like I, I, I understand how the internet works and now there's somebody super angry typing on their keyboard fucking SJW Sure, whatever. Like genuinely these people are not nice human beings. And while I don't mm -hmm. condone violence against people, I think in this particular case where discussion isn't working, something needs to snap. Something needs to break. And that was a really important breaking point. And the more you remind people of that breaking point, the more you cement it in their mind. This is a thing that's happening. This is a thing that's real. Mm -hmm. This is a thing that is real. Go through this game. Please remember when you are playing it, if you indeed play it. That these are real things that could and are happening. And yeah, okay, the game is tongue-in-cheek, giant mechs, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't stop those viewpoints that they have coming across, and they're exactly the same viewpoints as we have currently. And they suck. They mm -hmm. actually suck. I, I, I just... 
I don't know. I, I, I think I think we'll end up agreeing disagree on yeah. it because I, I think there are ways and means, and Again, this isn't the right one. I know it's naughty bad, but I'm kind of in the same camp as Kemp in that I understand why. And yeah, I, I, mean, I get it. I, like I, I totally get it. That's the thing. I, I totally 100% get it. Yep. Like I'm totally behind that as a movement. Like I, I totally. 100%, but like, I just think it's like, it's not disrespectful to Nazi. I think it's disrespectful to the people that are have, that are and have suffered under the hands of them. And uh, especially like th this modern fucking twist on an old classic country. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's their opinion to give and not my opinion to press upon them, but that that's how it feels to me. Okay. Oh, we've got even more country to talk about, and I'm so sorry that I, I put it this way around. Um, fucky, hey. Ba, 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 da, da, fucky, hey. I, I genuinely think at this point the EA need a villainous theme to play whenever anybody discusses them, because they take a tiny step in the right, just a small step in the right direction. And then from the rafters, they go, hey, actually, we're scum. <laughs> and they... <laughs> Activision, what are you doing with those, those microtransaction things? Well, fuck this for all. They're gone. That's literally what EA has done. Uh, they just, just one-upmanship. All right. I mean, this, so... this is EA f from the beginning, though, isn't it? They, they take over an IP. They release a usually release a fairly mediocre sequel and then kill off the studio yep. and that's everything that's what they do every single time yep oh, hardly. i mean you look at things like the dungeon keeper mobile game if you ever needed an example of them going this game was good how do we make it make lots of money for us we'll make this terrible thing people will buy it can i can i just can i just top the article that was put in for this because i think this is the perfect demonstration of EA. Yes. Uh, so this was like a, a, a faux-exclusive faux from Destructoids. It was like basically a, a fucking chive article right. on, um, on, on Destructoid, which is um, EA celebrates Halloween by decorating their office with tombstones of all the studios that they've closed down and killed off. And just, they, could, they could decorate fucking miles and miles with all the poor bastards that they've slaughtered. Yeah, uh, Westwood was mentioned in chat. I will never forgive them for Westwood. Uh, they're so... <sighs> I will never forgive them for Mass Effect Andromeda. Because you know that that was fucking punted out the door by an executive before it was ready. Way before it was ready. And it was also put into the hands of some very, very inexperienced people at a studio as well studio that produced Andromeda had previously made DLC for Mass Effect 3. That's it. So, <laughs> the story here for you guys who've missed it is that they put out an exciting announcement about Star Wars. And the exciting announcement was that they looked at recent market trends and realised that a single player experience wasn't what consumers wanted. Instead, they wanted an experience that could be long-lived. Which means something with some form of loot box or microtransaction or sh some manner of bullshittery in that regard. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so they were pivoting design, taking Visceral off, oh, and closing Visceral. That, that was their exciting announcement. Please, 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 please. Uh, we are going to discuss a little bit later on how we help single-player games. But this is basically EA saying, hey, you know single-player games? They're dead. There's no money in them. Nobody's going to make them anymore. Bye. So so the better news than the one that the EA announced around Visceral that came out this week was the stomach bug that I got, which caused me to projectile vomit and almost shit myself from the force of it at the same time. Now that is actually somehow slightly better news than what they put out as like worth sending a fucking press release around. Like how how can you how can you even with a glow of pride walk up to someone and and provide that to, uh, as news uh, as something that you really want to be reported upon? Don't expect anything other than a shit sandwich in return. Like I don't understand. I mean, the, the best interpretation I can come up with, the, the best case interpretation, is they're changing from linear story-based to open world and still single-player, but even, even then, that's going to be like an incredibly generic open world game once they've got their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the best case. Most of it, like, like you say, is just multiplayer loot boxes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be the same generic fucking game that everyone is releasing yeah because it's it's the current it's the current meme isn't it like it, it, that's just the, the one game that everyone makes it's the game that ubisoft's been making for fucking years but it's perfectly okay because what they can do is they can hide the actual ending to the game behind loot boxes and then when enough people find the actual ending to the game because they've bought 500 loot boxes to access it, then you can put the actual, actual ending in some DLC three months down the line. What's it? Well, that fucking Molyneux game. That <laughs> when we had to tap to the center of the cube and you could buy more cubes, so add to the prick. Yep. <laughs> yep. They've hired Peter Molyneux. We've discovered EA secret. Well, I, I, I don't... <laughs> Just leave them alone. Just... Bullfrog, leave them alone. Poor they made Bullfrog. Fucking games. Maxis didn't want to put Always Online in SimCity. Didn't want to make the cities the size of a postage stamp. Yep. We're fucking forced to by yep. EA. And oh, oh, that game didn't sell very well. Best we make you crumble. Maxis have just released a DLC for Sims 4. It's either just released or it's on the way. A Laundry Day DLC what pack. Else? Don't tell me that Maxis employees sat there and went, do you know what would uh, what would drive player engagement through the roof? Washing lines. Well, I mean, Maxis don't exist anymore. Like, they, they're gone. They're no, swallowed but, up by... But, but... They... Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, SimCity build it as well. Have you... Have you, uh, Either of you played that fucking trash pile on mobile? Um, imagine every single one of those city builder and inverted comma games where you just drag and drop shit from an inventory to build them onto the thing and then you collect like million fucking spoons by tapping on the same building uh, endless amount of times uh, and and 
tap on a fucking train station to get 50,000 pieces of steel in order to get the resources to build each building. It's exactly the same thing. And it's like heavily, heavily pay gated to be able to yeah. progress. It's just such a bastardization. Well, that was the problem with Dungeon Keeper, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Same in, thing. In order to get the game to work, you had to pay real money to get real resources to start being collected. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they put that payment towards the beginning of the game, so yep. then you're used to spending money. Yep. Oh, and it's only like, oh, $2. That's all right. Yeah. It's only $2. $2, and then it's $2 more, and then it's $2 more, and then it's $2 more, and then suddenly you've spent $12. Well, no, and then, and then it's $5, but it's really good-looking bit, and then it's $2, and it's $2, and it's $2. It's $10 mm-hmm. to get the next big build in. Fuck off, man. Why... I, I, I don't understand why EA think that they can carry on like this. And I don't understand what sort of... Okay, no, that's a lie. I do understand what market they're looking at. Uh, They're looking at a market where... Games with no ending are played endlessly on Twitch. They're looking at games where loot box uh, openings are heralded as the best YouTube content that anybody can ever make and or watch. They're looking mm-hmm. at a market where people will buy seasonal loot boxes because they can't get them any other time of the year. They're looking at things like Shadow of War, which profits off the back of charity loot boxes and then hides the actual ending to the game behind microtransactions. Do you, do you think that they're ju- like the people at the head of EA, and I'd, I'd argue perhaps Ubisoft as well, Although they're getting a little bit better nowadays, like over the past year or so, but still. Do you reckon they're just like 10, 20 years the wrong side of being in the industry? Well, because that's how it seems like they're, they're super detached and they're, like they're, they're not engaged and they've not got their finger on the pulse of what people actually want. They've got their finger on the pulse of what this spreadsheet says people want, which I, is just no reflection. I wondered, and I don't know if you guys watched any South Park while the election was on. But the way that South Park worked while the election was on uh, was that Trump did everything humanely possible to alienate voters because he didn't want to be president. He suddenly realised what a giant job being president was and he mm-hmm. uh, insulted people. The garrison playing the part of Trump. <laughs> he insulted people, assaulted people, uh, refused to turn oh, up to work. Like... <laughs> My dick's feeling really dry. <laughs> right? This whole thing. This whole thing. Right? And that's like kind of how I imagine EA to be. They don't want to be a company anymore. They don't. They don't want to be a company anymore. So they're like, okay, what can we do to lose the hey, people's nice. trust? My dick's feeling really dry. Stop buying our games. <laughs> you, know, right. you, know, you know what would make my really help my dick? Some lips around it. Like, just... Genuinely. Genuinely. I think sat there in an office going hey how do we piss off women let's piss off women let's stop women from buying our how do we piss off women what are women not like let's do that and then like like, how do do we make people not able to play the game what if the tutorial was a dlc (laughs) what if they've got to buy the tutorial in the season pass Season pass uh, sales are skyrocketing. They say it's really good value because it comes in like at day one. <sighs> what? <laughs> like, 
I, I just... <laughs> it, it genuinely... It genuinely... Well... Uh, like, it genuinely feels like that's what they're doing. They're attempting to massively alienate themselves within the industry. They're looking to ruin themselves. But instead, people but are I, buying I just, into it. I just think that they have no grasp on on what the market actually wants and needs or, 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 or even cares about. All they see is just some people have done some analysis on what's working at the moment and not taking any context with it. So like, you know, Overwatch uh, loot boxes do really, really well and they're, oh, they're, people buy loads of them and they love the seasonal ones and we should do the, the, the lots of different bits and pieces and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but they're not taking into account that Overwatch is a very well put together game and it has loads of content being put out for free in the form of maps and different character updates. And, and it was free to begin with. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it wasn't you know free I mean? to begin with. Uh, no, no, you, you have to pay for it, but like all of the, the map updates and the, the additional characters and stuff. Oh, all they, they, they all arrive for free. Yeah, sorry, that's where my brain was at. But, was but the... you know what I mean? Like, there's no season pass with Overwatch. No. Sorry, my, uh, my entire brain went to the League of Legends model where you have to like buy the heroes. Oh, buy... But oh, yeah. of course, in Overwatch, that's not how it works. You buy the game yeah. and you get everything you need. Yeah, and, yeah. and as it's developed, it continually is being yeah. spat out and whatever else. And it just feels like literally... Some some dickhead in the uh, the analysis department has just sat there and gone. Well, Overwatch's uh, box sales are up three thousand percent this quarter because they've done a special edition Halloween one. So we're going to add that into every game ever made, without taking into account that the the game itself is very well put together and, and it's, it's not reliant on those loot boxes. Yeah, and that's and that, the, that's the big thing that I didn't like with the way Shadow of War was doing stuff. Mm -hmm. is that you are in no way reliant on those boxes. Whereas from my understanding from uh, a bunch of people who I know who've played the game, Shadow of War can be grindy without having mm -hmm. had those boxes. If you're looking to put, you know, you're, you're hoping when you buy your box that you get X-Gun uh, X 32 because it's got a... You know, it's got a bad um, mag and it's fire, silenced. Fire right and, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like that—that's—that's that's a, a core part of the game, whereas cosmetics aren't. And while cosmetic pressure is still there, again, it's something we talk about a lot. These people who, myself included, look at skins and go, "I want that one. How do I get that one?" It's not an integral part of the game. I am still able to play the game the same as everybody else yeah. without it. Yeah, and but you know what I mean. Like I think that's what. EA does almost like they just they take they take the numbers and the very nice part of oh look sales are up and just completely ignore all of the things that allow that to occur yeah. and just try to jam it in their square peg round hole sort of scenario and just fuck up their game content continually with it you can tell with all you know like the dungeon keeper game the, the SimCity build it and whatever other bastardized fucking things that they've done in the, the same sort of vein you can tell that they looked at Farmville or similar bits and pieces like that and went, whoa, look at their sales numbers and made a fucked version of those games but with all of those sales triggers in there. That's what this statement says. Mm -hmm. We have looked at current market trends and so have pivoted the design. Yeah. What games do you know who have been in development for X time? How many can you name? 
that have been in development for X time and then the design gets pivoted and then they get released. How many of those are good? I mean, no. How many games you, started out as something and then... What's the other one I can think of like that? Oh, Final Fantasy fucking 15! More pivots than fucking Ross Geller out of Friends. Oh, he mentioned Friends. Pivot! Like, I, I just... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain because you look at things like um, Andromeda. Andromeda, we know, got changed at some point. It got changed. The oh. way that the character models were built had to be changed, which is why they're all glassy. <laughs> let, let me let me clue you let me clue you in on something, right? So I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm, I'm going to tell all of you this because I don't care. Um, so. Mass Effect Andromeda was in development for ages and it was originally going to be a procedurally generated thing uh, because they wanted to cock around, this studio wanted to cock around procedurally generated thing and then they got really close to release and went, oh shit, we haven't made the game and rushed it. That's why Andromeda was the way it was and it wasn't given the extra time to be finished. There you go. There's a story. I just... I mean, okay, Kemp. Are you somebody who buys... Loot boxes. Are you somebody who plays these endless kind of games? Are you are, are you a part of this culture, or are you somebody who stays away from it? Or uh, I tend to stay away, to be honest. I I don't have the time for the the sort of games, the sort of good games that have loot boxes are the sort of games you sink a lot of time into, mm. and I don't have that time basically. And the other games, well, I mean. I have been known to buy one from time to time if I play a game a lot, but it's not really something I put a lot into. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I play... What do I play? I play Heroes, but I buy the hero that I want when it comes out. I don't... I don't... I don't tend to reroll boxes. You don't just buy the whole lot or whatever, just for yeah. the sake of... Because you get boxes when you level up characters and blah, 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 and you can spend I... money to reroll them. Oh, okay. I don't do that. I don't spend the money to reroll. I just open them, put them aside, whatever. Um, but yeah. you can get characters in those boxes. So okay. whereas you might spend a couple of quid to buy this character and this character, instead you might get them in one of your free boxes at the end of the, the thing. Um, but that follows the kind of League of Legends model where it's a free game. Mm -hmm. And you pay in either time or you pay in, you know, actual currency. So I didn't have the time to grind up enough money to get the new hero, so I just bought him flat out. Yeah. That way I'm in control of what I buy and what I don't buy, and most things except for sort of holiday skins are on sale all of the time. Yeah. Um, Overwatch, I tend to not play so much and not buy boxes anymore because of the, the rate of duplicates and the, the amount that you get duplicates back. The fact that the boxes, you get certain boxes that are only like Halloween only, that's fair, it's it too short term. I, I, we talked about this before, I think it was the summer event. Someone did, did the math, and if you used every waking hour of the summer event... No, it wasn't summer event, it must have been the one before that, whatever that I was. I thought it was the, the Christmas one. It might have been the Christmas every one. every waking hour playing it, you would only have would just, just enough time to be able to unlock everything that was from that event. And I think that was 12 hours, or 12, 13 hours a day. Yeah. That was, and law of averages would have said that you would have had like literally. I think it was about four hours spare. 
um, across the entire event if you were playing every single day. Just no. It's, it's, it's no. Yeah. Not possible. You, did, and you did, know they did the maths on that. That wasn't an accidental yes. sort of... And no. The problem with Overwatch is that you can't say, I want to buy a Zarya skin. I'm going to buy a Zarya skin. For a long I mean, while, the Halloween ones and things like that, you couldn't do that. Uh, you uh, had yeah. to unlock them. That is naughty. The fact that these holiday ones, you, you can't just you can't just go, hey, I've saved up X amount of currency, let's buy them. At one point, I don't know what it's like now because I haven't logged in for ages. I've been too busy playing HOTS. Um, but for a long while, they went, yeah, you, you can't buy them. You just have to open them in a box. Good luck. Yeah. If you drill in like up to two hundred hours of gameplay in a fortnight, or yeah. you, you're gonna you're gonna have to be spending like fifty to hundred dollars. Yeah. Whereas, uh, as I say, like hots, for example, um, if you've got the in-game currency, you can buy stuff. Uh, otherwise, you buy currency and you buy the thing. Mm -hmm. Done. Very often, they'll go, "Hey, you want to buy this champion? Cool." At the moment, there are three holiday skins that go with it. If you pay X amount extra, you can have all of those yeah. as well. And you kind of go, yeah, all right. You know, it's, it's yeah, sort of pull, pulling it back again. Um, this is shit. EA okay, is yeah. shit. I mean, do you know, I was looking at this up, so they're going on about how they don't have money to make the games and they need to use the loot boxes to get more profit and blah, blah, blah. Right. EA's, EA's gross margins are allegedly in the low 70s at the moment, which mm. means for every dollar they make, only 30 cents of that is actually needed to go and cover the costs of making the game. The other 70 is pure profit on their part. So that tells me they don't have much of an excuse right now. Um, so like the FIFA games, right? They make about a million dollars a day on their own from FIFA packs. Oh yeah, the the ultimate team thing. It was what yeah. eight hundred million last year, something like that. Yep. Yeah, like the, uh, on on like off 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 peak, off of release, about a million dollars a day, at least. And that's like what that's going to be like ninety seven percent profit or something. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> once they're done, they're done. Like they're just they you got to have what a few support people to occasionally go. No, you didn't unpack Ronaldo. Shut the fuck up, and. And what server costs, which are paid for presumably well in advance by the game sales anyway. Like it's just it's it's, it's pure scummery. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but now this this whole thing, this whole pivoting design, um, and of course, of course now uh, a lot of games. Are, uh, we're going to talk about it in a bit. Like um, a lot of games news outlets are talking about the death of single player games. And that's purely not the case. This is just a money grab. Mm -hmm. This is out and out just a money grab. And that's sad. And genuinely, yeah. genuinely sad. Um, okay. On to happier things. The cool shinies. Yes, we have some cool shinies. And uh, because, because uh, Kemp, I know you're not a Twitch streamer, right? Yeah. So I'm... You're a Twitch streamer, though. So you should appreciate some... Yeah, Oops, I'm right? kind of interested to see what you make of some of this on the kind of consumer end. Because um, obviously a lot of it were like, hey, yeah, this is good for streamers. This is great. I'm kind of interested to see what what kind of stuff is, is useful out of this lot for 
um, a, a more consumer end. Um, obviously, we've just had the Twitch keynote. Um, I totally didn't download it because I'm dumb. So have some PJ Sultan instead because PJ Sultan is funny. Which, um, which can I just say, like, it was so awkward. Like, it was really, really awkward. Like, the, they started out with some sound. Well, they started out super late which meant the horrendously poor augmented reality extension that was being played at the time, which didn't really explain on precisely how it worked in the first place, but it was just crap. Anyway, uh, went on for like an extra 20 minutes or something. Because uh, apparently they, they sent to the TwitchCon app the wrong hall to go to for, for, for the, the keynote. So they had to wait for people to arrive. And then they had audio issues, so we were only hearing DJ Wheat out of like a left ear and blaring. Which oh. Was- Oh, that was horrendous. So loud as well. Crackle from the... Oh, yep. Mm. Um, Um, But eventually, we had a dude in a onesie and a woman in a cape, and we talked about some things that were vaguely relevant. Yeah. But But it it was uh, the... Oh, Ethan something. Uh, The dude dude that did this a lot, like he was conducting an invisible mouse choir. I just... I I don't know. It It was just really awkward. And I, I just, it, I don't understand why they don't just put PR people on stage. It's kind of what you want. There's a reason they have people like that. They, they exist to and do course, things. The article that I've linked, uh, I read before the keynote had started. Oh yeah, yeah, it was leaked ahead of time because the 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 press release time was for the start of the event and they ran late. obviously it started late so it was yep. too late for them to pull that back and tough tits yep. so that was um but, but interesting that not the things that i was looking for no but, but interesting things that we've been talking about for a little while nonetheless um we were looking at ro- like like rooms they're making a return because that hasn't been there forever and a day and been useless and not particularly great. And, then removed, and, and now that Discord has taken up a mantle, having that put back in the Twitch again. app, which is horrendous. I hate the Twitch app passionately. I use it for my wow add-ons. I'm sure you do. And I'm sure it's <laughs> that's, great for that's that. That's <laughs> sure it's fantastic for managing your wow add-ons. Again, like, I've got a Discord. I'm not sure why I need rooms... We manage. I've got a relatively small channel, uh, and you know, we all know I've got a relatively small channel, so I'm not having thousands of people speak at once. But I find that you, if chat gets busy, people tag each other, and they still manage to mm-hmm. have these conversations, and I still manage to have the conversations with them. And even when we've been on front page, you can still have these conversations. You don't. I personally don't want to be checking six different chats as I'm streaming. And I don't want yeah. my viewers to have to do the same. So that's yeah. kind of weird, and I don't like it. I mean, is that something that you would use? You have Discord already. Do you want to be a more than one channel once? No. <laughs> Not <laughs> I mean, at all. I mean, I mean even I, like... Oh, sorry, go uh, on. No, I was going to say, I, I don't like the idea either of being in six different chats or having to choose between six different chats. No. I just want to be in the chat. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind having a tab for my moderators and a tab for everybody else so that I can go, mods, I'm going to go for a break in five minutes. Can you make sure chat behave? And mods go, 
Yeah, we got the plebs. It's good. It's fine. And and mods go, no. Right. <laughs> and then they talk about how much I smell in the moderated. Mm -hmm. But then once they're in normal chat, we all look very professional and we look like we're working like a team. I don't want I don't want to have to moderate six freaking chats because the guys who play uh we've been playing renowned explorers recently right so the guys who know renowned explorers are having a chat in there general chat is talking about bums and then we have games chat which is talking about the new releases and we have the league chat which is talking about um what skt versus mid misfits right i cannot physically be playing a game and be going through all these at the same so much pressure yeah and and, and like it, it, i remember like people when they they were like multicasting across two services like some people i watch and they like stream maybe like youtube and twitch uh at the same time or whatever else and do you know what the the most annoying thing as a viewer of those channels is they'll reply to someone that's chatting on YouTube and I'll be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because it's not that easy to gauge that it's, you know, this is the thread of conversation that was occurring over there and whatever else. Like, it's just it's impossible to gauge. Well, it's annoying it's when, you, when you're streaming with a friend. It's annoying hmm. when you're streaming for a friend, you're having to watch two chats. And you're responding to one chat, and then somebody in your chat says something, so you respond to them, and then people are like, What are you talking to? What are you talking Exactly. But yeah, no. Not, not a big fan of that. Um, uh, stream summary. It finally... We're getting so a dashboard that works. We're not. It's not going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. It's not going to be... Well, considering they've got the beta stats that are broken as fuck at the moment... Uh, yeah, I, I don't have no idea much. how many subscribers I have on a regular basis. Yeah. I have I no mean, idea how many viewers I have on a regular basis. I mean, uh, let me let me just place this link in the chat. So this is how many subscribe. Like, keeping in mind that when I post this, I'm going to be posting it as a subscriber. That's how many uh, subscribers we have in the chat at the moment. Uh, so that's just that's good. Like, <laughs> and that's a, that's a dashboard right now. Like, is it, you know? So I have a feeling they're going to be a bit wobbly for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah. It'd be uh, useful if it worked. Wholeheartedly useful if it worked. Yeah. My Twitch stats have never ever been accurate. No. The first day that I was a partner, I had six sixty-eight thousand two hundred and twenty-nine subscribers. I had been I had had my partner button online for a whole minute. That's really good. I'm I'm quite proud of you. How was the payout that month? For good, good. But considering they only paid me for like 250 of them, no, strangely not. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it, it'd be nice if it worked, but... Yeah, I, I very much doubt it, because the thing is, it seems to, like, the, the, it seems to estimate. Like, it seems to roughly work it out. And it's kind of like, oh, you had about this many, and you lost about this many, so your total's probably about this. Now, speaking as someone who creates... Well, I don't personally create it, but it's involved in a company. What creates things that do stuff with the stats around there? It's not that big of an ask to compile all of this data. We do it. Even on the scale that Twitch do it, involving every single channel on the website, it's not that hard. Our stats are 
generally but, much more accurate than Twitch's. But fancy. The, the one that gets me is they're still not addressing this whole, hey, any hosted views you get, you don't actually get them as views. <laughs> also, it could, it, we're going to tell you a number between 0 and 28 billion, and the actual number that you are being hosted by is anywhere in between those two numbers. Some days, yeah, some days you'll host, you'll, you'll host up somebody in your stream and get, uh, and it'll say, hey, like you've hosted for a hundred people when you had 50 viewing, right? For example, some days it goes, hey, you've hosted for five people when, when you had- Some days it'll say zero. Yeah, some days it'll say, hey, you've hosted for zero people and, and people get worried and they, they DM you being like, baby girl, what happened to your stream today? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get like, that oh, many. No. I don't get that many viewers on on the regular. I hosted someone with like a hundred and some, and that, for me, that's that's pretty fucking good going, right? And it came up saying zero, and I have never been so fucking disheartened in my life. I was there in the chat, like honest, they were there. I'm sure they haven't left. <laughs> brought you friends. Well, it like, just, really upset me because I I brought you people. I, I did a good today. It just, it no, just, it, it's disheartening when you see like somebody's hosted you for twenty people, somebody's hosted you for nineteen people, somebody's hosted you for seventy people, somebody's hosted you for thirty-three people, but you don't see any translation come through. So I, I'm hoping now with this stats page that we're going to see more accurate stats, but I think it's going to be a, a little while. Um, I mean, to be honest here, the. The things in this list are things I figured you had already. <laughs> uh, right. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, premiers, I think, are quite nice. But I think we were all just kind of making those ourselves. It's something that I've talked about for a long while with my community. This whole thing of, hey, we'll sit down and watch my uploaded content together like a TV show. That That's, that's a thing that we're doing already. Raids. Um, now, we have been told, actually, with raids, that there are moderation tools coming in with raids um, to help us... Uh, make them nice, boys. Make them nice raids mm -hmm. and, and not aggressive ones. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But, again, raid a thing that we've had. I'm not being funny, but like it's not that hard to raid someone. Well, it's not that, that hard to just host... Place link, spamming chat... <laughs> slash host username yeah. yeah um rituals worry me i don't know how i feel about rituals you don't like that so the example they've got there the initial one uh to signal that someone is new and to welcome them and to chat oh. and so on no they, sh they showed that it's an optional thing so what you'll get is as, as you're watching the stream and you've got the chat open um like the rules pop-up that we now have you'll get a little pop-up that says Hey, you're new. Introduce yourself to the community with an emote. And it'll give what, you what? a choice of like a hey guys emote. And if you click that, it goes, so and so is new in the chat. Say hi. And then it shows your username and the little hey guys emote that you put in the chat. So it's entirely it... optional. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is good. It's, it's yeah. still shit. Also, the night. Right? Why is what? that a ritual? I'm not exactly fucking throwing an eye of Newt in here. I'm just now, saying hello to someone. I I think I think that that is a oh why this kicking in? Uh, I think that's a sign of more things to come that you what? can. But but I I don't know what. Do, do we want more? I, I mean don't I'm want not being funny. Unlock yeah, no. things. 
I don't want more unlurk things. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of channels that I lurk in just because I like the voice and I put on my earphones and I do my work or I play my wow and I just, I, I like being around them. See, so Discord's terrible for that. If you join a channel, if it's under a certain size, it would announce you. It's a mandatory thing. You can't turn it off anywhere. Not Wait, yeah, that, that would have been pretty, that, that would have been pretty horrendous. Yes, yeah. It's like it's like these um, it's it's like these bots that that um. Uh, I'll agree to bots. Yeah, typi typically, typically oh. again, it's brought up in chat. Um, I've seen bots not only who go, "Hey, thank you for joining." The second that you get into into chat, um, but if you don't chat for X amount of time, the bot goes, "Hey, tiny pixels, still here?" In chat. Oh, no. like, of course I fucking everybody. am. You can tell if I've left the chat. You can't. To try and get YouTube to speak. Now we have a thing in my channel where when Matt speaks for the first time, he gets a little personalised greeting. I have one in his channel because it upsets me and it winds me up and I hate it. So I have one in my channel that he loves that makes him super proud and I want to punch him in the face for it. <laughs> but we organised at the start that it was whenever we speak. Because if I'm at nine o'clock, if I log into his stream and I'm watching, I'm usually doing emails or running around after the cats or. If it's nine o'clock in the morning. You. Yes, I'm doing my email. I was up for a meeting the other day at ten o'clock in the morning. Don't give me that. That's Don't an entire hour later. Sometimes I watch his stream from bed what? and I don't want to type. Okay. So anyway, anyway, the 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 the. The, the whole the whole thing behind this thing is that we decided it was going to be when we spoke so that mm -hmm. you're I didn't get called out the second that I arrived so that I didn't have to do a conversation at 9 o'clock in the morning chat doesn't know I'm there at 9 o'clock in the morning I can just have a chill mm -hmm. right the things that call out lurkers are bad why is this becoming an official feature I hate it moving on well, it doesn't. It doesn't know at the moment. No, it doesn't. But if it gets that way, I'm if it ever does, it's going off with all the force of a thousand angry thunder gods. Like yeah. that's just yeah. That's yeah. that. Um, subscription gifting. Everyone's got an enormous hard on for it. And what do we complain about now? Now that we have it, we complained about name changes, and we got name changes. We've complained about subscription gifting. Now we have it. What do we complain about now? No, delay's gotten a lot better as well, so we can't yeah. complain about that. Um, our, our, our dashboard, yeah. actually, the modular dashboard, much nicer. I like nah, the it's, it's, it's pretty shit still, to be fair. I can't yeah, resize it's, it. It's getting better than it was. Once oh, it works, bad. it's going to be great. Um, Twitch app, we continue to complain about the Twitch app. Yeah, but we, 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 we need to be complaining that we want something. What do we want now? The abolition of the Twitch app. You want what, what? Oh, go on, Sam. Sorry. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no you... I, I, was, I was just joking. I was saying, complain they're not doubling your income each month. Well, this uh, is the thing. What? I really would like a two dollar fifty subscription option. You can subscribe for two dollars fifty. You get an emote of your choice, and you get a sub badge, and you get no ads. And I, I would do that. But it, where does the profit go there? Well, it, it's split the same. Not tenable. Um, for With processing revenue, fee, what it is really? 
Yeah. Oh, processing uh, so, so, fees. We've got twenty four ninety nine subs to cover that now. No, but yes. for, for a for a four ninety nine sub through some payment processors, Twitch do not cover their half on from fees and stuff. It's just from like bit. the World Pay cards and the fucking mobile phone versions and shit like that. Some of those payment methods. Whilst then you can only do it through PayPal. Done. But then that's not inclusive and bringing Don't everything care. across and blah, Don't blah, 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 blah. Then you have to sub it a fiver. Get out. Seriously, I'd love to I'd love to see. I, I love the fact that we've got these higher higher subscription options, right? Plenty, plenty of sites offer smaller than $5. I would yeah. love to see that happen. I would love mm. to see the upload service be something that rivals YouTube. So that people like me who are chronically ill who have to take more days off a year can go, hey, I have to take a day off this year, but don't forget, X videos going live today. Make that, like... I mean, you've got most of the tool set for that, though. No. You can podcast, the, the upload. The, uploads, the upload discovery, though, is rubbish, and that's what we want, because um, we want a better upload discovery system. No, that's um, true. Um, and then... So the other part is achievements. Right, these I like. But I'm torn. I like these because they... I'm a big reward-driven human being, right? To the point where if I eat my dinner and you say, Good girl, Pip, well done. I'm likely to eat dinner tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Whereas if it's blatantly ignored that I'm eating dinner... I probably won't eat dinner for the rest of the week, right? I'm a yeah. super bad at looking after myself, but also reward-driven human being. And lots of content creators are. Lots of content creators find it difficult to get into habits. And I don't think these achievements are there to teach you how to be a good affiliate or how to be a good partner. I think they're there mm. to instill um, a sort of routine in you and to instill good practice in you. But I think if you don't have the drive or wherewithal, especially on a partner level, if you don't have the drive or the wherewithal to do these things and these practices off of your own back, then even if you did manage to make your way to a partner level by fulfilling these achievements, you're not going to succeed down the line. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. Like you're, you're going to be, from Twitch's perspective, it's barely going to be worth filling out the paperwork for the button because you're unlikely to earn that much as a partner. Um, for affiliates, I can see it because affiliates requirements are quite low and they're getting but, started. Stuff. But don't it's forget, like this is for uh, getting started up to affiliate and then affiliate to help you realize what you need figure-wise. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that they included chat activity in that. Yeah. They included chat activity, which I think is naughty. Um, what? Well, it depends to what level. It's a requirement, though. Yes. It always has been. Yeah. So, is this, is but, this another thing to encourage forcible delurking, basically? No. Yeah. This is this is the problem. Is that I worry that because they now have this is what you have to get. You have to get X followers. Mm -hmm. Okay, giveaways every single day. Yeah. 
and spam the command and whatever else. But this is where I hope that they retain a human element into it that review them. But they also said, if you fulfill these, we guarantee you'll be invited. And I think that was a big mistake. Yeah, that was They said the word guarantee. Okay, so this person's been banned three times for getting their jubblies out. Jubblies, I just said jubblies. They've been banned three times for getting their bits and pieces out. Well, they're they're surely not guaranteed anymore. Yes, they've broken TOS and that's why they're not guaranteed. But you've literally said guaranteed. doesn't matter if they've broken TOS, then they're not they're not welcome under that scheme. Yeah, but that, that should be an overriding thing. What, what, Sorry, we're, what we're talking what we're talking about though is the people who apply and then go. What do you mean I can't have a swastika as an emote? Oh god, that actually happened. Uh, so a a Twitch partner who will not be named actually uh, uh, got upset that they couldn't have a swastika emote in the Twitch wow. partner Discord <laughs> chat. So, as a viewer, as a as a, a kind of um, a consumer of this kind of media, are these annou- are any of these announcements in in any way useful to you? I mean, from a small development side, maybe the Twitch extensions, the fact that people can buy things through those. But does any of it speak to you? Like, what what would you want from this service anymore? Me, uh, to be honest. The the big thing that I think everyone has a problem with is just in big channels the chat is untenable. I, I don't think splitting it into rooms is a good solution. But and I don't know what they could do. But really, that's my main complaint about Twitch. Yeah. Once your channel gets any size at all, the, it's just the constant stream of. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but again, I mean, rooms doesn't. Fix no, that 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 rooms doesn't work for me. It doesn't sound like it would be a good solution. For... Um, other than that, I mean, they are very they're very much on your side of things rather than my yeah. side of things. The the list there, uh, rituals as long as they're optional, I think is. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. What human be? Right. Let me let me see if I can post the emote. Right. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So. Literally, if you write, hey guys, capital H, capital G, you get that emote there, right? If you're worried about talking in chat, don't until you're comfortable with that chat, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're worried about talking in a chat, I don't think a little prompt that says, hey, instead of typing the emote, you can just press it. And then, (laughs) ta-da! And it does it highlights. It highlights the message and says, Tiny Pixels is a new viewer. Please welcome them. Oh, why would any... I don't see any use for that. Do you? Really not. <laughs> hmm. uh, not hugely. But, I mean, if it helps break that ice... I don't know. I mean, I think it should have been something they tested a little bit. Greeted. I don't know. To be specifically pointed out to the streamer that they're there, please talk to me. Right, but like... I mean, it's Facebook channels, I think. Right, you've seen chats, and somebody comes in, and you're like, hey, how's it going, how are you doing today? And they go, oh, hi. Sometimes they'll go, I'm new here. And you go, oh, sweet, welcome on in. And sometimes they just integrate with chat, and that's fine Mm -hmm. too. I don't know why anybody would want... 
I think it's for your bigger your bigger channels. I mean, thousands to tens of thousands. But then your message is just going to get lost in the. Yeah, but if it, I think it I... would flag it more to the streamer, and then you can get a nod from Lyric, and then you go, <gasps> Lyric noticed me, and that's the idea. Oh. I don't know. I, I, think I never understood that kind of mentality, though. Um, oh, no. Oh, a streamer spoke to me. <laughs> I'm saying like celebrities and stuff. I mean, a celebrity. I'm like, all right, mate, I really like that album, what there's, you did. There's one There's one streamer that I get like that for, right? One streamer that I get like that for. And I totally oh, is it messed... me? Yes. <laughs> I totally, I totally messed up in front of her. And now people remind me that I messed up in front of her like every time and we won't talk about it right now but I'm trying to think who's told me this story yeah so many times and like I, but anyway 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 there's one streamer I get like that by after you even after you've started speaking to a streamer for a little while in a lot of streams they're just people mhm mm they're just, they're just human beings. And okay, it's a bit intimidating because that person is followed by X thousand amount of people. Sure, a little bit intimidating. But the more, the more you sit in their stream, I think the more human they become, right? Mm -hmm. And the only, the only reason why this person is is different is because she's everything that I'd ever want to be. Uh, and I aspire to her massively. But even like, even like Morag, who's to Morag is one of my like super influences for the stream. I think he's wonderful. I want to ju be just like Morag when I grow up. Every time I see him, I punch him in the arm and I give him a hug, and it's no yep. big deal, you know. Um, I mean, I I've been known to speak to you in real life, and turns out you are human, right? And not do an actually undead. Have legs? <laughs> oh, I'm not actually an undead. Yeah, that too. I <laughs> Fuck my life, um, but no, like it's it's one of those things where we're people, and I don't, I, I've never understood this real. Oh, they're so famous. Oh, like, oh, like no, just go and speak to people. No, the, the first time I did meet you, I sort of did that. Why? I'm just uh, a person. You were you were talking, so you you'd already like we'd arranged to meet, and you were talking to. Sonnet, you, it was at Res, it was Sonnet Ukulele, I think. On the yes, uh, Ellie. I was talking to, to Ellie and yeah. not Jono. Dan, Sandman Dan. Yeah, and I basically sent you a DM on Twitter saying, like, I'm outside somewhere. <laughs> Let me know when I'm not disturbing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but I was like, no, come in. Don't be silly. Yeah. What are you doing? Because I'm, I'm just... You're know. human-ish. Yeah, I, uh, but, but yeah, no. I think I think the more you spend, the more time you spend in somebody's chat, the more human they become anyway. So that's not that's not a big deal. Um, I, I just I kind of I don't see a, a use for it. But maybe there's more things on the way because they are called rituals, um, and it's for it's for people to celebrate unique moments with their chat. So whether mm. it's you've been viewing this stream for a year. Or whether a streamer did something dumb, give bits for the first time. Well, that would be hard to gauge, though, wouldn't it? Well, no. Like, if you're giving bits for the first time, like it, it might highlight it. If you're, uh, if this is the five thousandth message that you've sent, 
This is the 5,000th time you've asked for bobs. Would you like to celebrate it with an emote? Would you like to celebrate it by putting brackets O bracket? <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's not it's not what i wanted i get the feeling that it's not what a lot of viewers wanted but we'll see where we go from here i guess yeah i, I just i think there's other things they could develop more i think they just need to uh, fully accept that eventually they'll stick prime video on twitch and they should just throw it on there already and let us co-cast it or some shit i don't know prime only to view this channel whilst they co they co stream it or whatever and then you can co-stream some amazon prime videos and sorry what were you saying I, I put bobs in chat um <laughs> you know what i mean like they, they, they should yeah. just pull prime video on there let tw uh twitch prime only people see it yeah and then co-stream it and commentate over fucking whatever the piece of shit show that clarkson and his cult have gone on to do yeah yeah, uh, whatever the pirate one is. Game of the the smallest boobs that you've just put in chat. They are, they are micro-bobs. Right, should we talk about some things that are actually useful and good in the industry? Let's talk about some game recommendations that we oh. have this week. Um, I don't mind what order we do this in. Sam, do you want to go first? Because you've got, you've got a pretty straightforward one this week. Yeah, well, well it's pretty straightforward. It's the new release. It's an Ubisoft game that's not fucking horrifyingly bad uh south park fractured but whole is actually really really funny i um i i spent a lot of time gathering yaoi around the town uh that's that's been good and i must tell you that is some of the most disturbing things that i've ever seen um the combat is, is so much is, better than the original is the yaoi not your kind of bag well, I, I, I just don't want to fuck anything that's going to give me a paper cut, I'll be honest. Like, uh, getting paper cuts in sensitive areas just doesn't sound like a great idea to me. But, um, the, yeah, com the combat is actually a lot better and a lot more enjoyable to play through as the humour is a lot better as well. It's not like shock value stuff now. It's not just, oh my God, look, it's a fetus and we're going to kick it to death. It's actually like well-constructed jokes and really good side-eye stuff and some good throwbacks to the actual show um it really really tickled me um i got chased down a corridor by a stripper who was trying to sit on me at one point uh which was just making me piss myself laughing and it's got the the uh, yeah it's just got so many good references to the show but you don't need to have like religiously watched the show to get them they're all quite sort of internet hive mind moments almost like where you just that they get bandied around enough that you're kind of aware of them whether you've watched the show or not um it's just really 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 dumb fun uh i've been playing it whilst i've been ill because uh, i was going to stream about it uh, i was going to sorry i was going to stream the whole thing i started off streaming it and i literally finished streaming left stream when i started throwing up so i kind of uh I kind of stole this to be my get well game. Hmm. Um, so yeah, really, really good fun. 
uh, heavily, heavily recommend. Um, like, everything's tongue in cheek. Like the, the bus stop in the town is the DLC bus stop. So that's where you're going to presumably go to do all of the season pass content. Because it does day one season pass content, hasn't it? Uh, I don't know if it's day one season pass stuff. I think there is a season pass available. I don't think anything's out for it yet. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, could be wrong. But um, yeah, it's just it's just really... And it's all superhero stuff, and it's like really, um, you know, complete parody of actual superhero stuff. So they're doing like the, the DC-Marvel rivalry, and uh, they, they've... You know, they if they ever fight each other in the two separate groups, it's a civil war. And it's just like really, really, really dumb references like that. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't rate it well enough. Like it's cool. just stupidly good fun. Cool. All right. Um, I, I've been following a lot of your recommendations lately, and I, I yeah. Uh, are you still heavily guarded by Danganronpa? <laughs> Can we not talk about my Danganronpa experience, please? That game, game has changed me in so many ways. <laughs> uh, I, I... Moving on! Uh... <laughs> God fucking... I, my, my experience with Danganronpa has been... Um... Well, I have to be pried away from the PS4 at the moment every chance I get because I keep playing mm -hmm. like small sections of it. And even in the like hour, hour and a half that I get to play at a time, I find something weird within that hour, hour and a half each time. Like mm -hmm. perfectly punctuate. So good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about your pick, Kemp, if that's all right. What what is What is your pick? Tell us a little bit about it. So mine is Bomber Crew. Uh, that came out uh, recently. I can't remember the exact date. Uh, within the last week. Uh, it's described frequently as FTL in World War II Bomber. But it's a lot more than that. That, that description really doesn't give it justice. It's, a bit, it's more open world, so you can choose which missions you want to go on uh, each time. And you have a lot more control over what happens. Like you're you're following the you have to make it follow the correct routes through the mission, and you have to tag enemy fighters that come in. And bombing and uh, photography runs. You have to control when the bombing or the photos are taken. And I'm having a lot of fun in it. Again, it's one of those games where you do short bursts. It, you, each mission is fairly short if you're playing it properly, I guess. <laughs> Not just circling for hours completely lost like I was <laughs> uh, But yeah, it's one of those ones you can play short bursts and the art style, sort of despite the subject matter, I guess, is fairly cute and it's very cartoony. <laughs> and I'm just having a, a lot of fun with that game. Yeah, these are the guys who are handing out plushy pigeons at EGX, right? Yes. See, I, I looked at this at EGX and I, I massively fell in love with it. It's really sweet, despite it being quite a, a heavy thing. Yeah. Um, and the mechanics are quite involved too. There's a lot to get done, right? Yes. Like in, yeah. in each yeah. run, there's a lot to get done. And you um, have to be shuffling people between positions because things break or you get shot at and they yeah. get they break that way. So you have to move your repair guy around and people man either manning the turrets or doing the controlling the bombs or flying and yeah there's a there's that sort of ftl style micromanagement of the crew but also the the bigger things that you're doing 
No, this, this, uh, as I say, I started at EGX and I really, really like the look of this. I need to pick it up, actually, because um, FDL is definitely my kind of jam. Um, and this is just adorable. It's it's frantic and it's adorable and everything goes horrendously wrong. And it, yeah, it's it's just good fun. It's just good fun. Is, is FTL your kind of jam or is FTL your kind of jam in the way that it is for me? In which, in theoretically, I really like it. But in reality, I'm so bad at it that I never get further than about half an hour in. Oh, yeah. That, that's how I play FTL. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's now, open it. I am terrible. I really <laughs> Okay, I feel relieved. It's not just me. I watched some people playing FTL and they're just like, oh yeah, I've been playing. There's this one playthrough, yeah, I've, I've destroyed everything and then I've just used the worst chip imaginable. It's basically made of crepe paper and I've somehow cleared the whole game on the hardest difficulty. And I'm just there like, I've got this battle cruiser that came pre-made and I've got about three inches out of the hangar and I'm dead. Like, so... Yep. Yeah, this is a similar right. game for sure. Okay, if you, if you struggle on my level of existence and uh, still enjoy this, maybe I will give it a look. Oh, it's, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Um, so you guys have got two recent picks, and uh, as tradition always says, that somebody has to have a fossilized pick from years ago. Um, oh, this old? I thought this was newish. No, this is this is. Oh, it's, it's been out quite a while. This is renowned explorers. Uh, is it International Society? I, I forget. It's it's renowned explorers anyway. Um, it is yes. actually wonderful. Uh, International Society. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so you play as um, a group of three explorers, one captain and uh, and and two uh, teammates in this roguelike adventure. Roguelike even adventure, where. Um, you have three stances on everything you do. You can go about things aggressively, deviously, or uh, friend in a friendly manner. Um, it's funny, it's well written, and the idea is you do these, um, I think it's four expeditions, um, and you try and build up enough renown over those four expeditions uh, to beat your rival. Um, it's got, like, uh, it's got turn-based combat, in it, sort of similar to Fire Emblem uh, on some of the nodes. Other nodes have challenges where you have a percentage rating depending on what skills your adventurers have. And then in between um, expeditions, you um, you level up those, those skills and you give them more skills by giving them trinkets and things like that. So it's a very involved roguelite experiences. And so the runs can be... Um, sort of as, as, long as, as, as long as Isaac runs, I guess. Um, sort of that that 15 minute mark, but you know you can come out of the game and, and come back in that sort of thing um, Again, you've got within your combat you can do friendly things like you can inspire people or impress people One of my favorite people uh, she's a, a magician and she pulls flowers out of her cape and goes ta-da and that impresses people uh, You can make them sad. I very much like making wolves sad because they kind of lie down on the floor and hide their ears and kind of whimper a little bit. Um, or you can stab people. Whatever it is that your crew is good at, whatever the situation calls for, that kind of thing. Um, there's two sets of DLC out for it already. And it... It's involving! I really like it. I'm a, I'm a Rogue Light fan anyway. But this is really well written and really funny. There's a couple of grammatical errors and bits and pieces in it. But the flexibility you have where you choose where to go based on your crew. You choose your, uh, your trinkets and their skills. 
Um, sometimes sheep will try and push you off a hill. Um, if you make people furious, they drop their guard so they're easier to stab. Whereas if you make people super inspired or confident, their attacks get increased, things like that. There's a lot going on here mechanically, but it's worth mastering. And I like this. This is good. And so far I've played two days worth of it and I don't want to stop. That's... Uh, for 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 a, a gaming magpie like yes. yourself, that's yes, that's a that's a thing. I'm also in their Discord, but their Discord is like they're speaking completely different language. It's wonderful because they're all getting scores of like twenty thousand or so. I can get a score of about two and a half thousand ish. Right. They're all getting scores on the hardest difficulty at, at like twenty thousand plus. So they talk about min maxing. They talk about uh, they talk about mood management, and it's like a whole different language. So there's a lot of different ways that you can enjoy this, either casually, and they put in a casual mode so that you can do that. Or there's this super ultra hardcore mode that I'm at the door at where I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're saying, but France. France is good. I like France. Let's go to France. Yep. Y yep, mm. France is good for okay. like friendly. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Uh, it's not that expensive either, I don't think. 15 of your English doubloons. Yeah, there you go. And you can buy it in a bundle with the two DLCs for 19.50. Yeah. Although I will say that the one DLC uh, adds a lot more content to it, makes the game uh, more manageable, all that sort of thing. Uh, the other piece of DLC is really difficult, and I don't recommend you start playing it until you get good. Okay. Have you... Uh, for for four fifty instead of, uh, like, a tenner for the two of them, uh, yeah. that works out. Hang on. Have I together. played... A Curious Expedition? No, but you can get a bundle with the two of them in <laughs> somewhere, because they are quite, sort of, comparative. Um, the developers from um, uh, the developers from this and the developers from Curious Expedition actually teamed up and sent out people emails that were exactly the same but had switched the names yeah. over. <laughs> and yeah. that was really clever. That was really, really clever. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and it just speaks for the sense of humour of the game, really. I, very often I have flocks of sheep following me around, helping me to find nice spots to look at and things like that, you know? It's funny. And, and that's and that's outside of the game, right? That's that's just wandering around yeah. your back garden. <laughs> I live in Wales, you're so funny. I know, I'm right. I only what? say this because it's literally come up in conversation. Uh, About during... 20, yeah. So. Yeah, this is walking around in Wales simulator. If you go and explore the highlands, basically, yeah. you get angry Celtic people uh, and lots of sheep. Ten yeah. out of ten. Ten out of ten. Seems fair. Yeah. So, talking about these single-player games, um, I feel like we need to have a discussion about the perceived death of the single-player game. Um, so I'm going to put Cuphead's trailer on, or, or some Cuphead gameplay uh, even in the background because that's totally not a viable single player game that's done really well recently that indicates market trends like, at all. Um, and I want to talk about, because I feel like Kemp you've got some really good ideas on this coming from sort of a, a more indie centric background. Um, 
What can we do to protect single player games going forward? What can we do to show people in the industry and to, to show uh, publishers and developers that actually single player games are definitely something that we want? Because um, I, I feel like there's this weird perception now with what's going on at Visceral that they're going to die. Yeah, I mean, f fundamentally, I. I disagree with the whole premise, so it's probably not a good place to start from. But no, 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 no. It is. It is though, <laughs> because we, we've seen so many games journalists at the moment going, "Hey, single player games are dead because Visceral shut down, and market trends suggest that we only want uh, multiplayer experiences." But that's not the case. No, it's, I'm, it's... I'm sitting here basically only playing single player games while they're saying <laughs> this. Right. And it's like, I, I have lots here, I'm playing them right now, what are you talking about? Here they are, look, I promise! I, I was... People are still making these. I was looking at my Switch last night. <gasps> I've just broken my... Oh god, I've just broken my fidget spinner. Um... Shit. Uh, yeah, no, I was looking at my Switch last night and other than Mario Kart... And Splatoon, they're all single-player games, yeah. and that thing is like almost full now. You know. I mean, oh, a yeah. big drawback of multiplayer for me is I don't have the time to be good at them. If I go into a multiplayer match in a random game, I will be slaughtered instantly. Oh my god, noob! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, of course, I don't have a time. With a single-player game, I can just sit down whenever, play a bit of it, pop yeah. out, do something. Multiplayer one, you're locked in for the duration of the game because if you leave, then that's... I mean, it's basically the worst thing you can do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, please don't leave. I had three levers last night playing Hots, and I've never been so angry at a video game in my life. My healer wouldn't heal, and then would drop out, and I was getting the same person three games in a row. Oh, good. And I'm like, why, why are you... Go, go away. Just please leave. Please go away. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, uh, I look at, I look at, um, you know, my, my Switch, and although things like Stardew are getting multiplayer, I'm, I'm still playing that as a single player game. Um, Mario Kart and Splatoon, I've not touched in forever because I've got all these really great games to play. Um, but is there anything that we can do as, I mean, we're all content creators, right? Just, you know, um, what, what can we do to ensure their survival? Because a lot of people are worried, I think, that with the the uh, uptick in buying of loot boxes, that we're going to miss out on all these experiences. We've had things like Hellblade this year that did super well, and I can't imagine not having that kind of experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has to be market forces, doesn't it? You just have to keep buying them, and we have to keep streaming them, keep writing about them. It's basically making sure people know they are still there, they are still being made, people still enjoy playing them. Hmm. And no, ma no matter what happens with EA and other AAA studios, they're not going away. And maybe if you convince them enough, then yeah, you might turn around and say, oh, people are willing to pay for these games. Make that nice Star Wars game in the, in, in the end. Uh, and I think that's the thing as well. It's, it's fighting with your feet, isn't it? Like, uh, And I think... We need to stop supporting the AAA companies that are just shuffling out this shite. Like, you know, whether it's just fucking Loot Box City or whether it's um, 
multiplayer only because they couldn't be asked to tack on a single player experience like um a good example of it is um spec ops the line right mm. uh really 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 good single player campaign shooter which is like almost an unheard of entity um now it was really good really enjoyed it but it had a multiplayer tacked onto it and it's an absolute piece of shit and it was because the publisher said to succeed as a shooter you have to have a fucking multiplayer yeah. aspect to it so they literally cobbled some wank together and threw it on there and that I mean Spec Ops Alliance came out in like 2017 2017 20, 2007 um, even I want to say like it, 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 was was a, pretty, it was certainly a 360 title it was pretty. Fr- I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a quick look on Steam. Uh, it was. It was pretty. Pretty fucking old uh, at this stage. And like, I don't know, 2012. Okay, I was well, well off. Uh, it was 2K that presumably must have uh, pressured them to put that in there. Um. And and you know, if that mindset's been around for the past five years of you must have a multiplayer experience to to succeed in this industry of this type of game and blah, 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 then, you know, it's it's clearly not relevant because we've had, uh, I'm sure, five years of pretty good single-player experiences. I can think of quite a few that I've enjoyed in, fi- in the past five years. Um, and, you know, the fact that Spec Ops Alliance was successful with a shit multiplayer that no one actually played uh, for more than about three minutes in any event, you know, like, I think... The the actuality is that it's just bollocks. Like pe- people just like to be outraged and frustrated about things. And whilst I understand that there's a fair need for the outrage and frustration around like visceral being chewed up and spat back out again, it's not the outrage isn't going in the right direction. It's not heralding the death of a, a, a type of game. Um, it's just a shitty situation from a shitty company that's out of touch uh, with what the market yeah. wants. Yeah. Uh, and that's Which kind of it. I don't think we even need to do anything as special to... To, to protect them, they're already them there. Lying. Yeah. Because they, they exist. They just... If people you, need to stop If you about. look at the uh, critically successful games from this year... Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are, if most of them are, single-player experiences or single-player mm-hmm. with added co-op in the case <laughs> of things like Divinity or, or Cuphead. Um, yeah. Your main problem, though, is that critical success is not the same as commercial success. Correct. And what a lot of people deem... Uh, what, what a lot of people deem sort of commercial success is a lot lower than what a lot of these publishers claim as as commercial success. So I think you're right. We need to be, you know, we need to be voting with our wallets here. We need to be saying, well, you know, this this business model is shit. Like this is this is horrendous. But there's this really great game where I run around as a cup and I shoot things, um, and that's pretty neat. I like that. Let's do that. The same as um, Hellblade. I played Hellblade on, on somebody's recommendation of, hey, this game is really dark, but it, it kind of includes a load of mythos that you really like. You should give it a go. Mm-hmm. Again, multiplayer would be way out of place there. They go at Horizon Zero Dawn. 
Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn was a great story. Yeah, worked perfectly well as a single player experience. They're there. I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. It's just a shame that they're not making enough money to brand them as successes. Yeah, not enough money here is entirely a thing of their own construction. They're basically going into this saying, okay, we're going to have a budget of 300 million for this game. And they know up front they can't get that money back on single player, just like the one off sale. Game sales, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So they go in already knowing that they have to have multiplayer, they have to have loot boxes, they have to pump as much money out of people as they can. Hmm. And they could just spend less on the game. <laughs> well, the other thing that baffles me is that we were talking about the itch um, launcher earlier, and we were talking about the fact that the itch has its own storefront, things like that. There are so many good experiences on itch that are labelled as you know, pay what you want, coming from these teeny tiny studios. You look at things like, um, you know, on a, on a bigger scale of things, you look at things like Stardew Valley, which mm -hmm. was a dude who tore himself to pixel art and he taught himself to code and he built the game that he wanted to see and that was what he did um mm -hmm. there's a it, it, cuphead was built by was it two guys who had to remortgage their houses and they put everything they had into this and while that's a really unsound business decision please yeah. for the love of god don't remortgage your bloody houses to pay for your game development please don't do that you don't need swathes of money and you don't you don't, to build these really convincing games. Yeah, okay, photorealism and mocap costs money. Sure it does. But you look at Ooblets. Ooblets is using mocap. Yeah. I, I think... Not swathes of money. I think the, the problem is, is they, they're convinced they need to constantly be perceived as being ahead of the field with their technology regardless of whether they genuinely are like you know you take uh i don't know battlefield one for example i wouldn't say that that is particularly ahead of the curve graphically i mean, it looks quite nice um you know or or any any aspect of that game i, I wouldn't say is particularly ahead of the curve it's quite middle of the road but i would imagine it probably uses some ridiculous new this, that, and the other to capture motion in the game and to make sure that everything runs in a certain while and the engine's all custom tweaked to be able to operate in a specific way. And perhaps it would have been possible to resolve a lot of the problems that they had encountered whilst creating the game in a different method that would have cost a lot less in the long run. But, the, you know, they need to be the forefront of technology but and they've the got in the same vein, though, you look at Heavy Rain. Mm -hmm. Look at where Heavy Rain was when that came out. That was at the forefront. Yeah. They didn't expect millions and millions and millions back off that. David Cage went, I just want you to be able to see their facial expressions properly. And they mm -hmm. worked so hard on yeah. making that happen. And they really pushed the back... Heavy Rain has a, a long history of breaking PS3s because it works the PS3 so hard to get, you know. Shine! Shut up, it's a good game. Um, I don't know it was working to get. 
Sean. Well, I'm, I'm just saying there are there are other companies out there. You look at things like Hellblade. Hellblade's gorgeous. Hellblade is the most beautiful game that I've seen in a little while. Right? I came from a, a, a double A endeavor. Yeah. I mean the, I mean really part. Uh, have you ever seen a game be announced and then say this will be the best story you'll play through this year? It's with engines games where it's always we have the best graphics and that's about where their pitch finishes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, th th this will be the best explosion you'll see this year. This will be the oh, shining. Oh God. Do you remember? I think it was must have been Battlefield One when they did a big trailer and a building collapsed in the background. And that was the thing. And that was the thing! This giant building collapsed! And I'm going... Okay. Where are my stories? Okay. Like, that, that, that's fine. But why did it collapse? Like, <laughs> you know, like... In, what in led other up news, to it collapsing? you look at things like Undertale. And you look at things like... Uh, I'll, I'll say one shot, but one shot wasn't anywhere near as big as, as Undertale. But you look at Undertale with its scratchy MS Paint Mother 3 kind of ass. Well, it's Mother 2 1 kind of aesthetic. You look at the storytelling that that had on board. I listened to the soundtrack for the first time in months yesterday, and I welled up a little bit. Oh, yeah, every time one of those tracks comes on, it transports you. Like 100%. That's that time that you go back to home and then the music stops. Yep. Nope. Every time I hear that piece of music, I suddenly remember going, I don't want to listen to this anymore. And then it stops. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, any game by Telltale. Uh, Walking Dead is a great example. Yep. It's, I mean, the graphics would never be described as cutting edge. The animations were quite janky until quite a few patches in. There's some really hilarious animations in there. Oh, yeah. But I broke him by putting him through a truck once. That was fun. <laughs> These things um, will happen. Yeah. But it had a great story. I've never met anyone who didn't play it and wasn't affected in some way by it. It's like it gave you choices you really didn't want to make. And it, I mean, that's a game that sticks in my mind. Well, the, the thing is about that is that even the, like the mechanics of that game, and and every every more or less every single part of those games are almost irrelevant. They're just a vehicle to deliver a story to you. Yeah, like that. You know, there, there's no real challenge involved in it. It's just an experience to glide your way through. It's why I love Life is Strange. I love the story of Life is Strange, and I I the, the art is beautiful to be fair as well. But like, and the music is, is really good as well. But like. Like the you know the main reason I'm there is to have an experience shown to me that I have some kind of influence over. I, you know, I, I want to pick a red shirt to wear today. Thank you very much, and that that's about all I need to be able to receive this story for it. But I mean, that's a perfect example, I suppose. Really, you know, Life is Strange is like a run was an absolute runaway success for the first one. Uh, like they didn't expect it to be anywhere near as big as it was. And they actually made Before the Storm as almost a thank you to the people that made the first one so successful. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I think we're fine for single player games. We just need to ignore the shitheads that yeah. don't really and support just keep them. Buying them, I guess. Yeah. 
Like, oh yeah, absolutely. But if you can support them outside that, do that too. I mean, um, so uh, Dear Esther, that I played Please. as a Half-Life 2 mod, and I played it as a remaster, uh, as a, like a remake, and then I played the remaster of the remake. I'm going to see it live. And that's really cool. That is pretty cool. If you can support them like outside that, buying soundtracks is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Why the, the Valhalla soundtrack? Hang on, I have it somewhat over here. They're doing a, they're doing a uh, repress of that as well now. <laughs> oh, I'm so jelly. Buy this one. This one is good because it's it's the vinyl. <sighs> so jealous. <laughs> it's coloured vinyl too, so it's gorgeous. One of them is bright pink and one of them is bright blue. I don't have it to hand, but I got the Sonic Mania soundtrack. Oh. It's my first vinyl ever with a splatter effect on the on the disc. Ooh. Yeah, so the Sonic Mania soundtrack is so good too. It's it's really I'm really good. Seriously tempted to get the Darkest Dungeon one. Uh, they're doing the, yes. the vinyl, it, the double. Yes. Nice. Yeah, nice. you can pre-order it at the moment, and uh, Steve gets paid in a couple of days, and I'm kind of kind of gonna go. Hey. Please. Hey, so. But remember that thing where you said you love me? Yeah, well, that's I'm the one. While I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think as long as we keep buying and then we keep supporting them where we can, it's just a shame that um, games journalism at the moment has taken up this weird mantle of single-player games are dead, because they're not. They're dead. I, I suppose part of it is... You know, some some of the like RPG franchises have kind of dropped off. So I think Final Fantasy Fifteen, regardless of the fact that some people did enjoy it, I think they were wrong, and are widely it's widely agreed that they were somewhat wrong. Yeah. Uh, to have enjoyed it, it's pretty bad. But then um, Ace is doing all right in its little niche bubble, and they're really yeah, really enjoying little, it. Little niche bubble. Yeah. Persona Five did very well. But before then, it was a very niche kind of thing. Not they weren't hugely widely known. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm 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 a little bit I'm a little bit of, of a thing at the moment where if it's not to do with work, uh, I don't tend to tell people that I've been playing Danganronpa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a niche one. That is a niche you know, one. That, that really that really is. Um, that really is. But like, we we. Meals. Uh, <laughs> but 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 you know what I mean. Like a lot of the franchises, like the ones that I really remember from my youth as well. Like uh, the Suikoden games, uh, they stopped yep. being. The Grandia games stopped. Like like a lot of, you know, the only real huge series that are left. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not a ton. There's not a ton of them. And I think you know when you think of single player experience, I think RPGs usually quite high on the list of what you would consider a single player experience to be um so yeah japan where yeah. your single player games at japan yeah hmm although the side. there's a there's a, a whole i think there's a whole kind of raft we could do about why rpgs at the moment aren't coming across um yeah but, I mean, but perhaps that's a story for another day yeah i feel like it um, might be but uh yeah like <laughs> I think that I think that might contribute to it a little bit because you know obviously Final Fantasy is probably the biggest one, um, and that definitely took a tumble. And the fact that it, it it's almost become 
on a similar scale to the EA kind of bollocks where it's got these 20 extra mobile games and one of them's one of those city builder ones. They are, are they? fishing! And it's become this kind of larger than life experience sort of set of experience things. Where it doesn't need to be. Which is very typical of these games that strip out the single player experience and adding all the loot boxes and all that kind of jazz. You know, it's like, it's like Assassin's Creed games, for example, are typically a single player experience, but also you can play this ship game on your phone where you send ships to go off and pillage and whatever else. And also, if you want to do some missions with your friends and whatever else, that's fine. You can invite them in here or join a random lobby where no one's actually trying to do the mission and blah, blah, blah. And it muddies the water and it all becomes a bit wishy-washy and unity should never happen again. Uh, you, you know, like it, it, it makes it feel like they're going the same way of it, and hopefully they're not. But it, it is, yeah. it's how it comes across. Well, we can only see. We can only see, I guess. So yeah, I think final line on that is just keep buying them. Buy the minigams. Buy, buy the minigams. Talk about them. Tell your friends to buy Be the very cautious game. about the new Assassin's Creed because I'm not feeling too optimistic. It's coming out in a few days. Calm down. Don't buy it on release. Yeah, please wait and see what people say first. That kind of deal. Um, all right. Two years, but don't get that excited. Mm. So, last thing we always do uh, every, uh, ev every uh, episode of the podcast is we name the podcast. And traditionally, I go first. And I had something in mind, but it's gone because I had to deal with some ticketing things <laughs> while I was thinking about it. So I don't know. Um... I, I don't know this time. Um, I did have six, six one. Six out of ten, are we Activision? Uh, six out of ten, buy it from IGN's Humble Bundle with 12 asset flip games. <laughs> yes. Um, where were we at? Um... Oh, there you okay. go. There, there you go. Six out of ten. Sad wolves. Sad wolves. <laughs> Made a wolf cry. Yeah, there you uh, go. I do like, I do like the, the ponderance of whether we are indeed Activision. Subs for Activision. <laughs> oh my god. Where <laughs> did you get that emote? It's wonderful! <laughs> well, I funny, you should ask. <laughs> They are av freely available for purchase from this URL. <laughs> Six out of ten. I never asked for mocap. And realistic <laughs> explosions. explosions. You can play that in the DLC. Six out of ten. IGN, Activision, Razor, Clarkson, Sam's Pride. Uh, six out of ten. Single player. Is that in the DLC? <laughs> I mean... It's just tasteful. I don't know. Six out of ten. I'll call it George. Um, I think. I think. I think you may have missed the uh, the the thing that we're going for. I'll be uh, honest. I don't know. I, I don't know. What should what should we dub this one? Don't know. We just dub over all of our voices and and. <laughs> um, I don't rattle, you know. Go on. I'm Kemp a, gets to I'm pick. A, me. Yes, you get to I mean, pick. You are Belgium, you get to pick. The first one of Sad Wolves. Yep, there Sad we go. Wolves. Six out of ten, Sad Wolves. You are welcome. Kev, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people come and find you? Um, where can people come and find you and what you do? 
not in the sort of today. in the bushes out front of your house no, kind no, of way. Like, like on, on, on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new way to phrase that. I feel. This the way you, the tone you used as well is like, where can people come find you? No, I'm. Are you hanging outside one of those naughty bookstores again? You know, it seems in that kind oh. of tone. <laughs> oh, we missed six out of ten by my bum. By my bum. Oh, <laughs> rip. Uh, my choice isn't binding. <laughs> absolutely. Would you rather six out of ten by my bum? Is that is that better than six out of ten sad wolves? Would you like to purchase her posterior? Only six dollars. No, five dollars. Oh, it depends with taxes and stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> They are both on brand, to be fair. They are both very much on brand. Anyway, where can people come and find you and, and what you do, Sweet Pea? So, uh, Twitter would be Kempplays. I mostly talk about games, occasional diversions into other things. Um, Savestate.co.uk is my website where I write about games, uh, mostly indie games. Uh, and the What's Indie Do's podcast. Uh, I gave the ends of the URLs earlier. I didn't actually give the full thing, which probably kind of useless. But I believe I believe they're all bitly links. Um, Bit.ly, those ones. Uh, with What's Indie News YT and What's Indie News RSS for YouTube and the SoundCloud RSS feed. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Neat. Um, um, so when, when is the podcast? Like, when, when does it yeah, go up? When can we, when can I have no that? idea. Oh, so that's once a month, and usually we record at the end of the month, uh, so we can talk about everything that happened during the month, and it's sort of the first week of the next month it tends to come out. Okay, cool. okay. so we'd do one in like just over a couple of weeks. Neat. Yeah. Neat, good job. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, I ought to talk about what I'm doing this week. What am I doing this week? What are oh, you doing I have super secret surprise game maybe this week. Oh. Maybe. Maybe this week I have super, super, super surprise, sexy, not out yet game to do this week. No. Uh, super sexy. If you want to see me fall over lots and maybe go downwards a little bit, then... And, and I can't I can't tell you what it is in case I don't get it, but I think it's definitely going to happen. I think maybe definitely it's going to happen. I just need to do the thing. You heard Pip it here first, folks. Pip surprise. Possibly, maybe, definitely, hopefully, possibly someday. Pipsy, Pip, Pipsy surprise. Uh, going downwards game. That that'll give you a bit of a hint. Going going downwards game. Uh, that's not out oh, yet. Oh, is this um? Oh, what's it called? I the 2018 Winter I, Olympics I, at the stripper bar yes, experience. Yes. That's the one, yeah? That is the one. 2018. It's Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics. That's <laughs> In a negligee. No. No. <laughs> it's not a pole game. If only there were pole games. But they would have to come with little sensors that, like, burn the you in the fires every time you did anything ever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that that's Pip Surprise this week. If not... Little bit of divinity with Matt. Lots of shouting at explorer people. Yay! You can find me as per usual at, at Tiny Pixels with two X's. Just average. Just, just everywhere. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I love you all. It's about what can we say? Wow! <laughs> wow! Matt! Matt! What are you doing this week? 
I don't know. I don't know what Matt's doing this week. Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at whispers that are very rude about about downwards games. Um, uh, okay. Sam, what are you doing this week? Oh me, I know what I'm doing this what week. What are you Thank doing you. this week? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna still be getting over being horrendously ill because uh, the entire time we've been talking, my my stomach has been doing somersaults, which is fantastic. Uh, tomorrow I'm gonna try my sterling best to get back on with some Danganronpa, but also I need to do some Life is Strange because episode two came out uh, yesterday, day before. So I really really need to get through that. So I might do some of that first tomorrow and then do Danganronpa, and then sporadic ones throughout the week next week. Uh, in the evening times and I'll be here uh, as per usual other than that uh, not much planned I suppose next week uh, we should be having Pulp John Fiction back on to do the podcast because I wasn't here I was at E3 the week that he was on the podcast and I dearly missed him he, he's a neato dude though he is a neato I dude love, so I love he's a good boy he is. Um, so yeah so, uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Kemp. Much, much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's not a problem, sweet. You, you've been wonderful. As also, as thank, thank you for a, a, like short-term, a, a short, high-speed arrangement of camera. <laughs> right? Uh, I was told the tale. This man arranged a camera at a moment's notice. Like, um, I don't own a webcam. I, I never use well, one. Well, now you do. Now you have. Welcome to the club. Isn't it weird that people can see your face? the weirdest it is you're gonna it's... find excuses to use your webcam now you're gonna put one in your fridge to see if your jams on the turn or something <laughs> it's great seriously like having people look at your face is the weirdest thing i, I still hate it I... but you're a professional face person looker at her <laughs> <laughs> no six out of ten professional card? professional face looker at her there we go that's it done Finished. No bum for sale. Wonderful. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. I super appreciate it, despite the weirdness, because you can all look at my face. It's been really great to have you guys. Thank you so so much. Uh, we'll see you again next week, and hopefully we can we can convince Kev to come back on uh, uh, another another week, maybe possibly. Uh, thank you so much for discussing the news with us. Thank you so much for being a professional face lucky person. <laughs> Uh, you guys are wonderful. For the very first time. For the very first time. Good job. You did great. Guys, it's been great to have you. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.